Loyal members of the Wrestle Talk family, your boy Nightmare Jones, updating you people on social media as we speak right now. The Wrestle Talk podcast is live. Brrr, episode 358 on deck. Jonesy, tell the people what's up. Illustrious new intro for the folks. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? How is everybody doing? Nightmare Jones here. Once again, I got the Undertaker in the back. He's looking down on Renee, making sure he's got everything nice and, and ready to go. I got the belts going. We are ready to go. It's going to be a great, great, great night tonight. All right, gang. Well, we're going to give you about a minute to hit the share button. Uh, what up, Mr. Walton? Good to see you. Blessings and salutations to you. Please share this broadcast. Tell your people that the Wrestle Talk podcast is live. If you want to be a part of the show, just shoot us a quick message, and we'll shoot you a link, and you can join us on the show during the Hot Spot segment. But before we go there, Jones, you want to hit the people with the new intro because I got it on deck, baby. Go right ahead, ladies and gentlemen. Here is the new intro to the Wrestle Talk podcast. When they hit that joint. Good evening, wrestling fans, and welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. For the next two hours, we will bring you the latest pro. I think the night owl has been muted. We're not hearing any audio. If you want to follow the Wrestle Talk podcast, check us out online at www.wrestletalkpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. And now it's time for the reigning, defending, undisputed leader in pro wrestling podcast, the Wrestle Talk podcast. Two, three. Well, I'm officially an idiot. I didn't realize that if I muted myself that you guys couldn't hear the intro. So that's my bad. bad. All right, let me clear the air real quick. And I know it's not time for shoot and shout, which, by the way, we do have new shoot and shout music today. Joe got to hear it. And let's just say we're pulling an all-night Broadway on you, ladies and gentlemen. All right, here's what I want to say, bro. Here's my just a quick shoot before we get into the sponsors and all that. Aaron Wallace, we love you, bro. We appreciate your support. But you got to stop coming on the page every single week telling us that we need to have Randy Orton on the show and that you want to see Hulk Hogan at SICW. Bro, stop living in fantasy world. If you got a real professional wrestling take, this is the place to bring it. But, dude, I don't know what kind of ganja you're smoking, but could you ship me some? Because No, I'm just kidding. I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. All I'm saying is, dog, we love you. We appreciate you. But sometimes you be talking a lot of crazy shit. It don't make no sense. So you got to make some sense if you want to help us make some dollars. That's all I got to say about that. We love you. We thank you. We appreciate the support. But you got to act like you got some sense. Okay? Please and thank you. Jonesy, episode 358, baby. We're cre- creeping a little bit closer towards episode 400. Why the hell are you so excited about today's show, bro? I know you've been talking about it all week, and you're ready to do it. So am I, man. What's got you all fired up? Oh, man, it's just there, there is so much stuff going on tonight, and, you know, it, it's just going to be an awesome, awesome, awesome show. No no matter what you think, it's going to be a great, great show. We got freaking the last uh, Incan Warrior uh, Rayu coming on, man. 
Mayu, that's gonna be awesome. So now he's, he's from your neck of the woods, right? He's up on the Eastern Panhandle. Yeah, one he's done I've stuff for, for Ring like uh, Ring of Honor, Maryland Championship Wrestling. He's the real deal, bro. He's the real deal. And I see you uh, drinking your uh, beer out of your WrestleTalk podcast mug. How many beers you gonna drink tonight? About seven, eight, nine, eleven, ten of them. Eleven. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <clears throat> Sorry guys, I'm still recovering. Um, a lot, a lot of you guys might know I've been a little bit sick. I'm on the man, man, but I could not miss today's show. And you know what? I'm gonna try to one up you, bro, because you brought a really dope guest to the show this week. I got a really dope show for the guest this week, man. The massive legend Justin Gray, one half of the Rebel Hearts, running rub shot over the state of Kansas, looking to travel. If you're a promoter out there and looking for a great, young, exciting, hardworking talent who doesn't mind traveling, doesn't mind working in whatever capacity you need him to work in, go ahead and holler at our boy Justin Gray. I'm sure you guys as the fans are going to enjoy it. And if you guys want to join us for the conversation, it's pretty simple. It's easy. He's going to pop off like a teenage pimple. All you got to do is let us know in the comments section. Shoot me or Jonesy a message, and we'll shoot you the link, and you can join us. I know there's some of y'all just sitting at home drinking a cold cerveza, and you got something on your mind when it comes to professional wrestling. So let your boys know, and you can go ahead and join us, man. It's not that hard, man. We're old school. We're simple dudes, right, Joey? We want to talk to the members of the Wrestle Talk family. Right? Absolutely. But before we do that, you know what we got to do. Oh, we do indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to ask everybody to respectfully remove their caps. Place your hands over your hearts as we pay homage to the greatest country on God's green earth. And that's America, damn it. I still don't have my flag. Well, I got my flag back there, so I think I'm covered. single time and I'm surprised I'm surprised that you didn't say anything about Nightmare Jones singing the national anthem at the last Wrestle Talk podcast um the complaints have finally stopped coming in that's all I gotta say about that I'm sorry Joe I'm sorry you are actually quite the singer and the only person that I think could outdo you is Susie Suzuki (laughs) <laughs> Susie Suzuki. That <laughs> story. Oh my! By the goodness. way, we're gonna introduce you guys to our board, our audio engineer in the background. We're gonna have him pop in real quick and say hi, JP. Hardcore Hall, say what's up to the people, man. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Good to be here tonight. Looking forward to the show, man. No doubt. Listen, his name is Hardcore Hoss, aka John Licky. If you guys want to come on the show, he's going to be looking out and watching our social. He will find a way to send you a link. All you got to do is say, I want to come on. Like, Davido, bro, you want to join us? I see you got hot takes. All you got to do is let us know. We'll bring you on and we can talk. Because you know what, Jonesy? Right after we get past the sponsors, we're going to get into a hell of a high spot segment. And I'm feeling good because I want to talk about Broke Baron. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited about that. So let's go ahead and bring the uh, sponsorship tab up real quick. Jonesy, why don't you do the honors with the assistance of technology, of course, 
and give us a rundown of the sponsors real quick. Oh, man, you know, we've got Everything Combat, Kincaid, Esports Bar KC, Interstate 70 Sports Media, Royal Mills Transportation, Painter's Dreams Productions, Rath Bums and Gravens, who does the uh, Ratchet Talk Podcast mug that he's, that Renee is drinking out of right now, Me Fiesta, and the FWWC. That's right. And we are going to be updating that ticker. We know there's some grammatical errors there. But the point is, our sponsors are fantastic, and we would not be here without them, just like we wouldn't be here without you. So if you guys have a moment, do us a favor and hit that share button. And if you want to be a part of the conversation, holla at your boys. One day, I've got to come up there so that I can go to King K because I've been to... The first one that, that we had the Wrestle Talk podcast uh, uh, watch party at, uh, no, Rockstar so Burgers. We went to Rockstar. And then, then Esports. No, then, no well, there was another was the, place uh, in between. There, there was like a ship or something, right? It was like a bar, like a big, like two layer. Two, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, can't remember the name of that place. I'll remember momentarily. But then we went to Esports. And then, of course, now we're at King Cade at the Oak Park Mall, which, in case you didn't hear the news, we unfortunately had to postpone the SummerSlam watch party because of some of the lockdowns and the restrictions that are happening right now. We didn't want to fight the current, but we hope to be back for Survivor Series, man. All that said, Jonesy, are you ready to get in to tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk podcast? I am always ready. Sense. Let's we got do a lot this. of wrestling to talk about. Let's Maybe do this. Courtesy of DJ Money, we got more new music dropping for y'all, folks. This is the brand new intro to the world famous Wrestle Talk podcast. High spot segment. My check, my check. Yeah. All right, all right. WrestleSoft Podcast. DJ Money. Yeah. What's up? Welcome to High Five, where we pop news like Grand Chop, we talk shop, coming through the screen with a laptop, and non-stop like I wanna speak with a black dot. We hit hard like care shots and backdrops, uh, like a fog flash, so like a barely fuck that ass hard. We got the scene while they stay slow, wrestles all podcasts, now they know we about to start the show. Uh. Jonesy, kick us off, babe. We've got a lot to talk about. And if you want to join the conversation, let us know. We'll send you a link and you can come on and talk your shit alongside the Night Owl and Nightmare Jones. Joey, the floor is yours. Oh, man. So I guess that the first thing that, that I want to talk about is, and it's kind of big, and, and that's with all these releasings that happened in NXT. The world is is that NXT is going back to where it originally began as a developmental brand for the WWE. And from what we've heard, no guys over thirty over, over the age of 30. Uh, there, there's a bunch of other stipulations and stuff. So I'm not sure what they're going to do with guys like Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano and... Yeah, so I'm not sure what's what's going on, but they're going back apparently to the uh, what they originally were. Well, let me ask you a question, Joey, because I think this is a good topic. 
Why do you think they're doing this? Do you think WWE was starting to see NXT as a real threat to their main brands, which are SmackDown and Raw? Do you think, like what a lot of people are speculating, that they're cutting down on some of the overhead and preparing for a sale? What is your gut? As a guy who's been watching wrestling for 30-plus years, what does your gut tell you is the reason that this is happening? That the reasoning that this is happening is, yes, Raw and SmackDown are still getting, you know, ratings, you know, like, like they used to, but everybody knows that NXT was by far better than, than at, at least Monday Night Raw. At least Raw. NXT is like miles ahead of Monday Night Raw. Like, they, the people enjoy watching NXT a lot more than they do Monday Night Raw. And, and it's weird because, for me, it was always... SmackDown was like the number two show. Monday Night Raw was the number one show. But now, recently, SmackDown is like leaps and bounds over Monday Night Raw. Like, so, I'm not sure exactly. Vince selling, that's never going to happen. That's never going to happen. But I would like to be a fly on the wall to see the conversations that Vince and Triple H are having right now. Because you know that Triple H is probably not too happy. Well, speaking of Triple H not being happy, one of the things that I saw, and this is kind of where AEW and NXT kind of merge a little bit. So did you hear about AEW actually offering Adam Cole a contract? And do you think it was maybe just an opportunity for a little bit of extra shine, another uh, go around on the news cycle? Or you think there was some legitimate interest there from AEW? Uh, I'm pretty sure that there was some definitely uh, some legitimate uh, entrance in AEW because who wouldn't want to pick up Adam Cole? Like, who who would not want to pick up Adam Cole? And I think that's another one of the reasonings as to why Adam Cole had this emergency meeting with Vince McMahon. Um, it would not surprise me if we didn't see Adam Cole in the uh, main roster very, very soon if he's re-signed with the WWE, which I don't see why he wouldn't. Okay, so there's okay. So your statement leads me to another question. Do you think that they've already missed the boat on Adam Cole and bringing him up? Because a lot of people argued that he was ready to come up two, three years ago. Oh, he should have been, been a, 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 a while ago. I'm, I'm not sure why... That, that they kept him in NXT. And I think that that's another reasoning why is because NXT was always supposed to be a brand where you work your way up to the main roster. And you've got people like Johnny Gargano who's been there for like six, seven years now. Making their home so, there, bro. So it's like, you know, he's making his home there. And it's like, and you got Tommaso Ciampa who has publicly stated that if he gets sent to the main roster, he's going to quit. <laughs> well, here is a strong take from our boy Davido, and he says uh, basketball or Big Three, which I'm a fan of, has 22 and up age superstars or competitors. WWE stupid. NXT has better quality. Vince is going to destroy it. This does not make any sense. My question to you, Joey, is: Have they already done the damage to NXT? Because I was having a conversation with a good friend of mine. Shout out to Kyle Eller. Um, if you guys get a moment, go over to Twitter and look for KS Corner. 
um, KS Corner Podcast, I think is what, it call, what it's called. He's going to talk, be talking sports. He's talking wrestling. But we were talking about the idea of, like, NXT potentially already peaking. Um, do you think that's already happened, Joe? Because there's a kind of a window, in my opinion, between February 2017 to December 2019. Let's just say from Neville's reign to Nakamura's second reign, I thought that was probably like the peak of NXT yeah. for me personally. Since then, Andrade, Drew McIntyre, Karrion Cross twice, and I think uh, somebody else in between there. Do you think they've already lost their shine? Have they missed the boat on it more or less is what I'm asking. Um, I, I think that that's somewhat, but I, I think that people are still – uh, very very interested in NXT. Um, so you know, it's just it's one of these things where we're just gonna have to sit back and see what happens. Because what I've heard is that they're going through some dramatic, dramatic changes. Uh, that I've heard rumors. Now these are just rumors that they're they're going towards more of a story based promotion, kind of like what Lucha Underground was. And, and I love Lucha Underground, but <laughs> I just don't know if that's that's the ticket, man. I, I just don't, gonna don't see that being the answer. All right, well, I got a shooting shout, and I'm going to go back to the well on this one. If you guys think it's a ridiculous topic, that's fine. You're more than welcome to join us and bring something new to the table. Here's my argument. I know I'm going to, like, get booed out of the room. Here's my take, though. I believe that Broke Baron is far more entertaining than Nikki Ash it on is. every level. It is. 100 per per You agree? 100%. 100%. Uh, Baron, I don't know. It's like, so they good. were able to, like, like this dude, I see exactly what they are doing. They are going to take this guy all the way down to where we, the fans are going to start to love Baron Corbin. And nobody... Whatever thought that you would love Baron Corbin. Me? I mean, Me? this dude, like, say what what, what you, you want to be. Baron Corbin is one of these guys. He is able to roll with whatever that you throw at at, at him. Whether it, it was the mega heel uh, as the general manager of Monday Night Raw or King Corbin to Burt Corbin. <laughs> Bro, so here's the deal. I'm actually going to share his most recent promo with the the listeners of the Wrestle Talk podcast. And you guys can't watch me and tell me this is not gold. So I'm gonna go ahead and share it. Let me know what y'all think in the comment section. You good with that, Joey? Yep, let's go. All right, let's go ahead and hit that share button, button and play. Welcome to a day in my life. Hitchhiking to work, right? Oh my god. Oh, where did you go? I'm going inside. Why would you go inside? No because I, I have to work in there. Work for what? What do you do? That's me on the truck right there. That is not you. <laughs> it's starting to sink in. I've fallen pretty low in life. And it feels like people just can't see me. 
I finally get into the building and oh look, I'm fined $500 that I don't have for failing dress code. <laughs> correct this problem, I looked for help removing the stain from my shirt and all I got was a dirty look to go away. And after that, I wanted to get a bite to eat and take some home for later. Apparently, you're not allowed to do that. It's been a long day. Lucky for me, though, this money from this TikTok video is really going to help uh, me out. Baron, we're, we're not paying you for this. I'm not getting paid for this? No. Are you kidding me? What? You've taken all this time for my day? You've embarrassed me? And I... Listen, all he needs is a hundred thousand dollars. Two hundred thousand dollars. Three hundred thousand. All right, so Hoss, we're bringing you back in as the unbiased uh, uh, spokesman for the Wrestle Talk podcast. Joe and I agree. And here, let me go back to my argument from a few weeks ago. This, in my opinion, is how you build up a baby phase. The whole Nikki Ash thing, and, and I know we don't talk WWE all the time, but it feels forced. This feels organic, and it's fun. What are your thoughts on it real quick, Hoss? You know, honestly, I, I agree with both of you guys. This is better than the Nikki A.S.H. thing. Personally, I liked Nikki better as the crazy, spontaneous Nikki Cross better than I do the one that's there now. <laughs> So I think this is a lot better, honestly. Wow, well, I would love to hear that. Well, thank you, John, for your insights real quick. And um, I want to say this, guys, because we are just a few moments away from bringing on the champ. Joey, I know you've been very, very excited about Rayo, and we're going to have him on in just a matter of moments. But let me just remind everybody that here on the Wrestle Talk podcast, we're very much about building up professional wrestling, not tear it down. You can go on Spotify, you can go on Apple Music or iTunes or whatever and find a, a thousand different podcasts where they're going to rip wrestling to shreds every single week, even though the guys hosting the show would probably never wrestle. That's not what we try to do here. What we try to do is give you guys a the fans' perspective, right? Because both of us have been watching wrestling for a very, very long time. I'm equally as excited about some of the other things going on in professional wrestling. Joey, have you taken any time to look at what has been going on down in Mexico. AAA has absolutely been on fire. They've got El Patron. they got Andrade. Is there any wrestling outside of the United States that currently has your attention right now, considering we're coming off the heels of a lot of international competition with the Olympics? Uh, I'm still a, a big uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling fan, so... You know, I, I, I watch New Japan Pro Wrestling as much as I possibly can. I don't watch it live because it's on, like, at 3 o'clock in the morning. In the morning <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, so. But when I'm able to, I definitely like to, to watch New Japan Pro Wrestling. Like, that's one, one of my goals is I've been to a Ring of Honor show. I've been to AEW show. I've been to WWE. I'd love to go to in the New Japan Pro Wrestling show once. Okay, so let me pick your brain real quick because we're about two, two and a half minutes away from Rayo. How do you think they're handling the New Japan talent both in AEW and in Impact? Because from what I understand, we've seen Jay White now make a couple of appearances on Impact Wrestling. You think they're doing a good job? Do you think they're doing these talents the justice they deserve. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's getting more interesting 
uh, more people interested in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And, you know, when Jay White came to, to Impact Wrestling, I, 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 I was like, holy I know he's shit. one of your favorites. I was like, holy shit, Jay White. And now Chris Bay is an honorary member of the Bullet Club. And I'm like, yes. That is incredible. I love it. And if you guys can't seem to find the wrestling that speaks to you, my argument is this, Nightmare. They're just not looking close enough because there's so much great wrestling out there, man, that it's really hard to say to yourself, hey, there's not something I like. And as a matter of fact, if you can't find it on TV, get off your lazy ass and go out to an independent show, bro. That's my favorite wrestling, independent wrestling. If you go out to a show in your area, I guarantee you, you won't regret it. As a matter of fact, let's make a pact with the listeners of the Wrestle Talk Podcast, Josie. If you go to a show, a local show in your area, and you hate it, the Wrestle Talk Podcast will refund you the ticket for your, uh, uh, your the, the, the money for your ticket to the admission. I'm so confident that the independent wrestling ar- across this country is so great. That if you do not have a great time, you come on here and we will refund you your 10 or 15 bucks. I'm that confident that everybody should give independent wrestling a try. And I'll tell you the truth, bro. I've been a fan for a long time. But I went from being a fan to loving the sport when I started to go into independent uh, independent, uh, shows here in the greater Midwest slash Kansas City area. Joe, I know you work independent shows. I had the opportunity to work independent shows. There's nothing like it, right? Yeah, right. 100%. The closeness, the connection that you make with the talent is second to none. Last thing before we get to the interview, Joey, and I think this is very, very important for us to touch on, is the health and well-being of the talent is critical when it comes to whatever level of professional wrestling. And what seems to bother me a little bit is that people rather be a bit impatient when it comes to health and well-being of the superstars that they don't care if these people need to take a moment away. To go back to you and Jeremy's point about Simone Biles, guys, sometimes Randy Orton needs a little time off. Guys, sometimes your favorite local wrestler needs a little time off. If you don't see them in a week or two, don't get all up in arms. Don't get pissed off. Don't think they done abandoned you. Give these guys and girls a little room to breathe. They're on the road. They've got families. They've got jobs. And if they're not at every single show, that doesn't justify you bitching and complaining about them not being there. Joe, I'm sure you've heard and seen some of these fans that are pissed off because their favorite guy isn't on the show. Come on, man. There's a lot of other great talent. Right. One person's missing. It opens up a door for somebody else. Don't be an asshole because your guy couldn't make it to a particular show. I'm just getting tired of seeing it. And we have to understand that these young men and women are just that, men and women. And sometimes, bro, they've got stuff that happens in their lives. I was, as a matter of fact, I was at a show about a year ago, and there was a fan that was so pissed off that their favorite wrestler wasn't able to make it all the way from Baltimore to Kansas City in a snowstorm that they threatened to walk out of the show. Dude, it was like January. It was snowing both in Baltimore and in Kansas City. If that guy could make it, it's probably because the elements wouldn't let him. And he was bitching, moaning, and complaining about his favorite wrestler not being there. And it just drove me crazy. I was like, bro, do you not realize this guy is just a regular dude like you? And if the plane won't take off, then he can't be here. I think fans have become a little bit intolerable from that perspective. And I think everybody just needs to relax, Joey. You gotta relax. 
What do you think about that, bro? 100%. You definitely have to uh, relax. And, you know, it's like, you know, your favorite wrestler, he might not be there this week, but he'll be there the next time probably. Like, he might be doing another show that, 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 you might have prior commitments. Well, you know, maybe he just needs a day off, you know? Like, it's just... Be respectful. Right? There, there's so much more talent out there. I mean, yeah, I get it that it's your favorite wrestler, but, you know, maybe this is your opportunity to go, you know what? I like this guy, too. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Shout out to our girl Susie, who we know supports independent <laughs> wrestling over in the greater Virginia and West Virginia slash Maryland area. It's all love. And uh, we hope you guys will follow her lead and go out and grab yourself a ticket to your local independent wrestling show. You get to see me. That that That's worth the price of admission right there is seeing referee Joe Lance right there. That, really? You got to do that <laughs> drop on me? Wow. All right. All right, Joe, you know what, man? Enough. Enough. I've got people blowing up my DMs right now talking about, hey, shut up, Night Owl. Shut up, Jonesy. We want to hear from Rayo. So why don't you go ahead and do us the honors and do the proper introduction for the champ, baby? Oh man, this, this, uh, the only way that that uh, that you could could even announce this guy, he is the last Incan warrior. This guy is, he is the current uh, uh, open challenge world champion. Like. Uh, he attended three Ring of Honor tryouts before he was even able to get a spot in Future of Honor. Like, this guy, he's been all over the freaking place. It is all honor and privilege to bring in the last Incan warrior, Rayu. Hey, what's up, guys? How you guys? What doing? up, what's what going up? On? Hey, bro, you're going to dig this. We actually have an audio engineer, and he's got a little music that he's going to play for your intro. Is that cool? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, Let's bro. do it. All right, JP, you know what to do, baby. Hit the music. <laughs> Where did Appreciate you, JP. Appreciate you. Rayo, welcome to the show, my friend. It is both an honor and a pleasure to have you here, man. We know you're very busy. Thank you for being here. No, thank you for inviting me to the show. And I'm sorry it's been like a couple of uh, busy weeks, but we finally were able to make it happen, right? So. Yes. <laughs> no doubt, man. Always a pleasure. Well, Joey, why don't you go ahead and kick off the interview with the champ, man? Now, you've been, I know you've been really excited to talk to him. Now, I will preface these questions by saying if this was 2000 years ago your boy the night owl and rayo would probably not be able to be in the same room because i am of aztec heritage and he is of inca heritage and as you guys know there was an ongoing long-standing war and battle for central and southern mexico slash central america so now that it's 2021 we can get along talk a little shit and just bs about wrestling right <laughs> no doubt all right joey what you got for us bro so uh as doing my 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 uh my info on on you i, I see that that you were chained at mcw by the the bruiser now the bruiser is a guy that is loved 
by those in uh, MCW, uh, Forster, he passed away. Oh, what are your thoughts on the Abruzzer? I think he was a very good trainer. Like, uh, at least to me, he, he was more like a father to me, you know, like, mm-hmm. he was very tough. Like, I grew up without a father. Like, you know, I didn't, I didn't grow up with a father figure. So, like, I was raised by my mom and my stepfather. He wasn't really there as much as my mom was. So, like, to me, like, the Bruiser was like my dad. Like, he was very tough on me. But at the same time, he would teach me about life and, of course, professional wrestling. So, I owe a lot to him. Okay. My career. Yeah, I've heard, Bruiser. I've heard a lot about, about, about the Bruiser. Now, is that the only place that you trained at, or did you train in other places? So I've, I've also trained at the uh, Ring of Honor Dojo. Like through mm-hmm. doing the Ring of Honor tryouts, I was accepted into the RH Dojo. So I started training there. I also have uh, I've also trained at the CCW Academy as well. So those okay. are the three main places that I have worked or trained with. Okay, awesome. Now, you know when I went through the uh, uh, through the information I have, I, I saw one thing, and I'm not sure if it's true or not because you know sometimes on the internet it's not true. But did you also train with the NWL with John Rambo? I did actually. I did. Wow. Right before I joined MCW. Gotcha. Okay. See, that's like right up my neck of the, of the, of the woods. And unfortunately, the uh, uh, NWL House of Pain building was torn down. So there was a lot of uh, history that was torn down with that building. Oh, my goodness. So now I'm probably going to to butcher this name, but you are the current GLL Haitian Avai Latin American champion, a two-time. What's it feel like having that championship? Uh, like, you know, like, to me, it's more like like that championship, obviously, like, that's from Peru. Uh, I won it when I was in Peru, and I brought it here to the United States a couple of years ago. And mm-hmm. I did exactly the same thing that I'm doing with this championship. I, I defended it at different places. I defended it in Puerto Rico, and I lost it to Dante Caballero a few years ago in Puerto Rico. Um, I got it back recently, so that's great. Um, but uh, to me, uh, it feels more like like it's a way to represent my country. You know, like pro wrestling, especially in South America, is not as big. But there is wrestling mm-hmm. fans. There's absolutely wrestling fans in Peru. So just being able to like be the champion and represent them here in the United States is amazing to me. Awesome. Now, the last time that I saw you wrestle, you wrestled for a company in my area, WDWA, and you defended right. that uh, that Open Challenge Championship. Uh, can you tell us about that that wrestling match that you had that night? I thought it was uh, like I th- it was my first time going back there in years. Um, I wrestled uh, Clay Jacobs, mm-hmm. cousin Clay, and cousin Clay at the time, and I was Clay <laughs> Jacobs, but. Uh, it was a really, it was a great match for me. Like the crowd was like so into it. The match itself was very, like very uh, hard hitting. We mm-hmm. beat the effing out of each other. <laughs> we were just beating, we were beating That's what we each like. Other up and like, um, it was like I had a lot of fun overall. Like there was a great response from the crowd. I remember there was one of the one of the guys that was there. Like one of the fans was literally like, cause I won the match. I won the match. Uh, he was really mad at me, so he was trying to like run into inside the ring. He was trying to attack me, 
if it wasn't for security, like, they just kicked them out. But <laughs> um, I thought it was a, had a lot of fun overall. Nice. What do you think? You were there, right? You were there. I was. I, I was one of the other referees there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was a great match. Like, definitely a hard-hitting match. Uh, man, it, it, it was a great time. You know, the first time that I'd seen you wrestle, so I was like, okay, this dude is a legit dude. <laughs> yeah, we were just going hard, you know. Like, I felt that it, it felt different than all the other matches because we kind of have a build-up, like, this was the first time we worked each other in years, especially it was me coming back and it was Clay coming back. So we had like a nice little promo at the beginning of the show. Mm -hmm. where I kind of like talked to the fans about the divine state of mind or expanding your consciousness and that people needed to be like me in order to get away from their uh, insecurities, their depression. And then Clay Jacobs came out and then he just challenged me. He stood up for the fans, for his people. He challenged him for this title, so uh, he lost. But uh, <laughs> for the record, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man! All right, well, I don't want to take up all of the time because I know Renee's been chomping at the bit. So Renee, the floor is yours, sir. All right. Well, I want to try something a little bit different, and you know, we are coming off the heels of the Olympics. So, Rayo, are you okay? And are the members of the Wrestle Talk family okay if I ask you a question in Spanish? Yeah, that's fine. Are you, are you guys good with that? Go ahead. I, I promise I'll translate after, okay? So, Rayo, mi pregunta para ti es, ¿te sientes con una responsabilidad adicional representando a los latinos cuando trabajas dentro de la lucha? Definitivamente, porque yo creo, como estaba diciendo, usualmente los representantes que tenemos son usualmente de México o de Puerto Rico. Y yo siendo peruano, no tan solo represento a los hispanos de esa área, sino a los sudamericanos, que también quieren tener una voz aquí en, en la lucha libre. Entonces, wow. para mí es un honor representarlos. Eso, mero. All right. So, the question was, Joey and the other members of the WrestleTalk family, to Rayo, do you feel an additional amount of responsibility knowing that you're kind of waving the Latino flag whenever you come out and uh, and wrestle. And Rayo, what would you uh, say that your answer was in the translated form in English? How would you answer that? Because I thought it was a good, great answer. Like for me, it's a privilege. Like I know that there's a lot of, like most of the Hispanic representatives are either Mexican or Puerto Rican. So just me being Peruvian, it's like I'm representing South America. Like, like I mentioned before, there's not as much, there's just a minority of fans in South America but we also want a voice, we want a platform. So just being able to be Peruvian and represent them here in the United States defending this championship, working for Ring of Honor, CZW, and as many promotions as I can, it's a privilege for me. It's an honor. And, and you know what, Joey, uh, he's right. When it comes to Latinos in wrestling right now, um, it's pretty much either Mexico or Puerto Rico. It's Andrade or Punishment Martinez. It's Rey Mysterio or um, uh, Santana and Ortiz. And to actually have somebody from South America, whether it be Argentina, Brazil, Peru, um, it's a beautiful thing to see people from South America starting to get an opportunity in professional wrestling because all of us Latinos were kind of one, but we're all very different at the yeah. same time. So it's cool to have somebody like Rayo who actually is representing South America. I think it's something new, and I think it's something the fans should expect to see more of. 
All right, so following question for you, brother. Um, when it comes to in-ring style, for somebody who's never seen you before, how would you describe your in-ring style? Are you a high flyer? You're a technician? Are you a, a brawler? How would you kind of describe that to somebody who's never seen you in action? I would say it kind of depends. I would ask you who is my opponent. Like if I'm mm. wrestling somebody who is like my same, like my same size, I know how to do high flying stuff. I can do technical wrestling as well. But if it comes to wrestling somebody like Clay, maybe I need to be more of a brawler. So like I would say again, who's my opponent? And mm. versatile. Nice. You're a versatile wrestler. What what is your favorite style of wrestling? Do you prefer technical stuff, high flying stuff? Do you prefer the bloody hardcore deathmatch stuff? Do you have kind of like your favorite flavor? I don't like chance. I don't really have like a specific flavor. Like to me, like all the styles is more like the ingredients in the whole soup or the whole meal. But like the main thing for me is more like storytelling. Like that's my favorite thing. It doesn't matter which one it is, if it's if it's high flying or the brawler or it is. Like my main focus is the storytelling part. And I just add the ingredients in between, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That is nice. And we were actually just talking about that before you came on. I'm sure you saw the clip we played about Baron Corbin. Right. You know, right. they've been trying to get him over for years. And now they're kind of tearing all that cool stuff away and just making him very vulnerable. And people are actually starting to gravitate to it now. So what would you say that and you obviously get a great reaction wherever you go that's why you're working at some great companies what is it that gravitates the fans towards rayo what is it that they see in you that they like or maybe they dislike i feel that uh i am myself like like a lot of people like i know there's a lot of people in the business go oh i'm a face from a heel but i don't really believe in faces and heels i believe in characters i believe in dynamic characters like as a as a person myself I am a character, and some people are going to love me because of the things that I talk about, like the divine state of mind or expanding your consciousness. At the same time, people are going to hate me because people don't want to be positive. People want to be negative. Some people might even dislike me by my col the color of my skin. I, I can't. There's multiple reasons that people are going to like me, and they're going to dislike me. And but the most important thing for me is as long as I get the people reacting, whether it's boos or cheers, that is the thing for me. That is the thing that makes my day because people care. One way or another, boo me or cheer me, just don't stay quiet. Yeah. <laughs> That's good, man. Well, well, let me ask you that then because you obviously got that from somewhere. Obviously, we've talked about John Rambo. We talked about Bruiser. What were some of your influences early on? Did you have a family member that introduced you to wrestling? Did you just kind of watch it on your own? How did you get involved in this crazy world of professional wrestling? No, it was like, just like you said, I came from Peru. I didn't really have any friends when I was 11 years old. The only thing that I could do was watch TV, and I just happened to switch into the channels and see John Cena beating Edge and throwing him with one hand out of the ring <laughs> and then beating his chest like, like like a gorilla. And I was like, man, this is really cool. And, you know, like from there, I just started watching and eventually decided to be a wrestler. So here we are. <laughs> hey, it worked out for you, right? So let me let me pick your brain a little bit and we're going to move away from wrestling and I'll throw it to Joe. So who do you prefer as an actor? Dwayne The Rock Johnson, new movie out right now. Or John Cena, who do you prefer as an actor? 
Man, that's that's a tough one. That's a yeah. very tough one because I think they're both like I like the rock obviously, like Dwayne has more experiences, so you can always expect like a hundred from Dwayne. But I also find John Cena very interesting because I like to see his progress from the Marine. You know, like the Marine was super cheesy. Yeah, it was. Whereas <laughs> like as the as he keeps progressing in the movies, he's being himself a lot more. He's being more loose, he's being like like more comedy, you know, like so it's I think it's different genres overall. Um, they're different people, so I kind of it's it's kind of hard to decide which one I would pick. I just kind of I like to see the progress. I like that is, the it progress is nice to see them grow. Can can I answer that one? When of course, I... bro. You already know yeah. what's up. I'm gonna pick option C, Dave Batista. Dave Batista. Oh, <laughs> nice. I like that, Joey. That's a good one, man. I dig it. Well, Dave Batista has never talked about a bag of dicks on the beach. So, I mean, I'm going to have to give it to John Cena. <laughs> Sorry if I'm spoiling it for anybody who hasn't seen Suicide Squad. All right, next question. Uh, Rayo, give us your top three songs on your Apple Music or your Spotify right now. What are the top three songs that you got in heavy rotation? Damn. <laughs> funny thing about it, this is that I always I just like I just kind of remember the artist okay I always forget the names of the songs that I all listen. good all good <laughs> but I listen to a lot of uh Bad Bunny uh, hey Bunny, that Booker yeah, T yeah, that's yeah, my yeah, joint yeah, bro Booker, all right let's say Booker T Booker T I also like to listen to like if I listen to reggaeton like I kind of like to listen to Panamanian reggaeton from Panama like like old school and stuff like that all so right. I'm listening to this guy named uh uh, Jimmy Bad Boy, Jimmy Bad Boy. Also, like, uh, I don't know if you know uh, Eddie Lover. I have heard of Eddie Lover. Yeah, I love that guy. I love that guy. So uh, I mean, I've been, I kind of, I've been listening to a lot of old school reggaeton lately. Very nice, bro. You got the dance moves or nah? Uh, sometimes it depends. Couple drinks. Michael Jackson could do the moonwalk. Bro, we gotta get you to do that on the show sometime. <laughs> the Peruvian Michael Jackson, bro. Can you imagine? Oh my goodness! <laughs> I used to be a big fan of Michael Jackson. I, I loved him. Was... Who is it, bro? Who is it? <laughs> All right, next question, and then we'll we'll throw it to Joe and get back uh-huh. to wrestling. So outside of, you know, the squared circle, what do you like to do for fun? Are you a soccer player? Do you like fishing, video games? Do you have a favorite TV show? What are some of the things that Rayo likes to do in his free time? And to be honest, like most of the stuff that I like to do are a little bit connected to wrestling to a certain extent. But like I love watching, obviously, if it's not wrestling related, I like watching like Netflix or like like I've been watching The Office lately. I've been watching a lot of episodes <laughs> of The Office. Good show. Um, I also like to. I do a lot of graphic design. Like I make my own posters. I make my graphics. I do video editing. Like I enjoy doing that stuff. And I also have my own business in that. So which is that your shirt? Just... The, the shirt you're wearing is that one of your designs? Oh no, not this one. This is just a CZW shirt. Oh, uh, okay. That, that's a humble yeah. floss right there. You got the CCW shirt. That was a humble. Yeah. We call that a humble brag. Very nice. <laughs> um, outside of that, like um, I love going to the gym. Like before, I used to hate it, but lately, I I, I just I just love going to the gym and working out. It's very yeah. Enjoyable. Me too. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, no question. All right, Joe. Well, I'll let you jump back in here, bro. I know we got to respect Rayo's time. The champ is a busy man. What else yes. you got for him, bro? Man, so one of my questions is 
before you go out to the wrestling ring in a match, how do you get prepared? Like, 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 what's some of the rituals that you, you do to, to get yourself in, in the mind frame of, you know, I'm getting ready to go out there in front of all these people mm-hmm. and I got to put on a good match. So, like, in order for me, before I go to the show, to the match, I need to feel like I'm the man. I need to feel like I'm the champ. So what I usually do is that I breathe like three times, then I close my eyes and I imagine a happy place, maybe like a beach, like a see-through water beach. And then I'm just there just chilling and maybe I'm just picking up the water in my imagination. And as I'm dropping it, it just becomes money. It just turns into money. And maybe as the wave ah. is coming through, it just brings me maybe the WWE Championship. <laughs> mm. I'm gonna try this, bro. Maybe my imagination. I turn around and then I see a huge mansion. So as soon as I get in that state of mind, then I just, I just, I'm very thankful for that. In my, in my head, I'm very thankful for that. And as soon as I open my eyes, then I feel like the man. I feel like the champ. So I think me, I think we just heard about Ryo's happy place. I didn't think somebody <laughs> that's as violent as Ryo had a happy place. You obviously have a happy place. That's amazing. I need to have a happy. I need to feel like when I come out to that ring, my entrance and everything. I need to feel like I'm the champ. I need to feel like I'm the man. As soon as I come out, if I feel it, people are gonna feel it too, because people are always gonna express what you repress. Remember that. When you repress. I like that, Joe. You taking notes over there, bro? I uh, see your little notebook oh, working. Yeah. You better write that down. Yeah, I like absolutely. That. Like, like if you feel nervous and you're on the stage, like people are gonna notice because we are like social. We're emotionally connected. We're social human beings, and we're emotionally connected to people. And it's not like it's not like you don't really know exactly what it is, but you have like a feeling. Like sometimes you see a guy who's really good in the ring and they can do a lot of flippy stuff, but then you're like, he's really, he can do a lot of crazy stuff, but I just don't understand why, like, I don't, I don't remember him as much as the other guy, you know? So it's all about that. It's all a state of mind. There you go. Very, very, uh, insightful information there. Like, wow. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to learn something today. I right? Thank you, Ryo. We appreciate that. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. So I guess that's my last question if I throw it back to Renee to see if he has any more questions. But I see you're holding that open challenge uh, uh, a championship. Is there anybody that, that you want to face for that championship? Like uh, any promotion that you can think of. I would say if I have to pick a promotion, I would definitely love to defend it at um, Beyond Wrestling. And Beyond? Do, We're big fans of Beyond here, too. Yep. And if I had to pick somebody, I would probably say Trish Adora. Ooh. And now that the uh, Pan-African, uh, the Pandora Championship has been, like, declared world championship, it wouldn't be a, it would be, I think it would be a pretty cool idea to have the IOCW Championship against the PAWD championship. Trish Adora against Rayo, uh, champion versus champion, exhibition match maybe, eventually a title match, who knows? Man, nice, nice. that would be sick. That would, would be like sick. That. And, and I'll tell you what, we have fans here, because Joey is over in the Baltimore, uh, Maryland area, West Virginia, Martinsburg, I'm in Kansas City. Any 
interest in traveling beyond the Eastern Panhandle? Would you be interested in coming working St. Louis, Chicago, Kansas City? Uh, we have a lot of promoters that uh, uh, promoters that watch this show. And as you can see here on the uh, message board, you've even got some fans that would love to see you in Southern Illinois. So are you open to traveling and, and working other promotions? Of course. Of course. I actually uh, I went to I went wrestling. I defended this championship in Chicago not too long ago. It was uh, for Gali Lucha. I don't know if you guys ever heard of it. I'm familiar with Gali. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gali. Uh, but definitely I'm open to defend this championship anywhere, against anyone, any country, any place, any time. Just... Ah, there he said his happy place again. I can see it. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to bring on audio engineer on real quick. John, he does such a great job for us, uh, working with the callers, working on the the message boards and all that. So, John, uh, we're going to bring you on real quick, Hoss, to see if you got any thoughts or questions uh, for the Open Champion, Rayo. What do you got for him, buddy? Um, honestly, most of the questions that I had in mind have really been asked tonight. Um yeah, uh, but I do want to say, you know, I was at that match there in West Virginia, and I, I really enjoyed meeting you. You you had a hell of a match there, and I really enjoyed it. So, thank you. Yeah, you know, we thank you. Appreciate it. Oh, that's great to hear. Well, thank you for your insight, John, and uh, we're sure to bring you back on here in the second hour as well. Um, so, Ryo, we're gonna go ahead and start getting towards the end of this interview. In a few minutes, we're going to do a little bit of a, a kind of a fun therapy session with you. We call it the shoot and shout and basically get 30, 45 seconds to just shit on anything, anyone about it, whatever. It could be about a bag of chips being halfway empty. It could be about a wrestling opponent out there. You'll understand it once we get there. But I did have one other question. You get the opportunity to work with a lot of people, you get an opportunity to work with a lot of high profile promotions. Is there anyone out there, any opponent or somebody that's working with you, your training or whatever it might be, maybe young and up and comers that you want to highlight, Pete, uh, somebody that the fans of the Wrestle Talk podcast should be on the lookout for, man. Give us a couple of names of some great up up and coming talent. Like the ones that I see right now that I can see as a future for wrestling in the next few years would be Michael Walker, okay. Clay Jacobs. Like Jacob Carr Shaw, uh, Vinny Talata, Aaron Ash. Those are Paul Jordan as well. So I like Dante Cavallero. Dante Cavallero. Dante. I can't, I can't. So I would say like those people, like I see them as the future of professional wrestling in the next few years or like in, in a year or so. Like especially Michael Walker. Like he's really good. He's real. I had a match against him in Alabama and he's amazing. He made so much progress in so little time. Well, that's what we'd love to hear. And we're going to ask you even to go one step further. If you think any of those young up-and-coming talents would enjoy coming on the Wrestle Talk podcast, bro, I know you're in touch with the other talent. Let them know. Shoot them my info. Shoot them Joe's info. You know, uh, Luke Roberts, our, um, our program director, any one of us, man, if you think that they could use the exposure and they would enjoy coming on the show, Please send us our. Please send them our way. We love to highlight not only the OGs of the show because uh, not too long ago we had Savio Vega on the show and we've had Million Dollar Man on the show and Tracy Smothers and just straight up legends of the game. But I think we get a particular amount of joy, Joey, out of interviewing young up and coming talent, man. So thank mm-hmm. you for sharing that with us, Ryan. We really appreciate it. Thank you. 
Awesome. All right. Now, you ready to get into some fun? All right, let's do it. All right, so this is how it works. Uh, we're going to get all three of us on here. Um, so 30 to 45 seconds. Um, Joey will go first. I'll go second. You go last. And you just basically get to cut a promo about anything in the whole world that is pissing you off. We call it the shoot and shout segment. And we actually even have some music to lead into it. So are you willing to join us? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Joey, make sure you have your shoot and shout ready, baby, because we're getting into it. And guess what, guys? We got some new music for the segment today. It's very, very exciting. JP, I'll go ahead and take care of this one, baby, because I already got it loaded up. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and get into episode 358, the shoot and shout segment right here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast. It's just one of those days when you don't want to wake up. Everything is fucked. Everybody sucks. You don't really know why, but you want to justify the ripping someone's head off. No human contact. If you win or a life's on contract, you best bets to stay away, motherfucker. It's just one of those days. All right, Joey, what you got for us, baby? Break stuff, the Broadway version. How you so, like it now? My shooting shell involves this thing right here. I got this thing off the what is that? It's something that is supposed to be like like it shows like lights in your room and stuff and it's it's like stars in your room and it's was awesome looking on TikTok and I bought it and it came in and you had to assemble it. Nightmare Jones does not do very well with assembling things. It was absolutely insane it took me over an hour just to get it to put together <sighs> so assembly was required yes very much so oh <coughs> oh my gosh Please. all right Please. my gosh all right sorry all right so my shoot and shout tonight is wrestling related and it's this simple i have people who will hit up the show constantly wondering why we don't have John Cena, The Rock, and Stone Cold Steve Austin on the show every week. Let me tell you, I would love to have The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and John Cena on the show every week. But guess what? WWE does not facilitate interviews to shows that have the viewership that we do. We do pretty well for podcasting. But they want you to have fifteen to 20,000 viewers live every single week. We don't do bad. We do seven, eight, nine hundred, you know, from week to week, maybe 1,200. We do okay, but we're not there yet. So FYI, everybody, we would love to have John Cena, The Rock, and Stone Cold every single week, but we're not there yet. And if you want us to get there, you got to come and support the show. You got to buy the merch. You got to share the broadcast. And you got to support the guys that we bring on. Because you know what? We had a little guy named Punishment Martinez on the show two years ago. And guess what? At SummerSlam, he's going to be the new United States champion. You maybe haven't heard of him. He's now known as Damian Priest. So if you're excited about the up-and-coming talent in professional wrestling, here is where you find it. Ryo is the kind of guy who in a year, maybe less, you will see at a, 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 a prominent place 
like you are already seeing him working for Ring of Honor of other wonderful promotions. So we, I like to believe, are one step ahead of the curb. And if you got a problem with that, you're nothing more than just a dirty, stinking rata. And That's you never should a, shout. And you never drew a dime. And you never drew a dime. So anyway, dime. we get all the best up-and-coming talent right here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. And I'm sick of people asking me when we're going to have Stone Cold on the show. I'm <laughs> sick of this shit. <laughs> they have their own podcast, damn it. All right, Ryo, what you got for us, baby? All right, so now I want to direct my attention to the people in the world. You see, I pay attention to what you do. You always think about your sadness your anger, your insecurities. You know what I say? Expand your consciousness. Expand your consciousness. And stop thinking about the negative stuff and start thinking about thinking about the things that you already have. Be like me. Reach a divine state of mind. I am Ryo. I am the lightning. People in the world. Expand. <laughs> Your consciousness. Ooh. <laughs> I like it, baby. That was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Oh, man. Hold on, hold on. I got one more for you, baby. Shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> man, Ryo, you are such a great sport, Bo. Two more bits of business before we go. Number one. Uh, welcome as the newest member of the Wrestle Talk family. Promises you won't be a stranger. You'll be back, right? Of course. Make yes. sure you just call me. Yeah, we'll hit you up, man. We'll try to get some names and some numbers from you so we can get some more talent on here. Mm-hmm. We know, you know, we these guys need the exposure, and that's what we're here for. Number two, man, how do people follow you on social media and where can they see you in action next? So if you guys want to follow me on social media, you can look me up at Ryo Wrestles, R-A-Y-O-W-R-E-S-T-L-E-S. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, you name it. So please follow me. Well, you should follow me. You should learn about expanding your consciousness. Expand your consciousness. State of mind. And for my next show, August 28th at National Championship Wrestling. Against the strong crowd. Boom, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. And you know what? We're going to go ahead and uh, put that up on the social as well. Uh, Ryo Wrestles. Make sure you guys give him a follow and tell him that Wrestle Talk podcast sent you. Any final thoughts or words for the fans out there, Ryo, before we let you go? I just want to thank you. I want to thank you guys for giving me this platform. I had a great time. And thank you for every single one of you for paying it for taking time out of your life to like to watch this podcast thank you so much for for your attention much appreciated well it's all love and respect jonesy i muted you real quick you had a lot of background nice going but uh any final thoughts for ryo before we get out of here bro oh man it's just it was absolutely a pleasure having you on it was a pleasure seeing you wrestle and i hope to one day get to see you wrestle once again so thank you Hey, uh, Hardcore Hoss, any uh, thoughts for Ryo before we get out of here? Yeah, uh, just thank you for coming on. You know, we really appreciate having you on. And uh, you were a great guest, just as you were great in the ring when we saw you. And 
unlike Joe, I don't hope to see you wrestle again. I know I'm going to see you wrestle again. Because <laughs> you are going to make it, like my friend. Like Hell thank yeah, you. he is. All right. Well, thank you, JP. Well, Rayo, my final thoughts are simple. Hermano, que Dios te bendiga en todos tus caminos. Y si Dios quiere, te vamos a visitar de nuevo aquí en el Wrestle Talk Podcast. Buenas noches, eh? Buenas noches. Muchas gracias. Adiós, hermano. Here we go, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Another banging episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Let's go ahead and make some noise for Rayo, man, because that was a killer interview. Excellent work, by the champ. Excellent work. Again, guys, that's at Rayo Wrestles. Let me turn that mess off. At Rayo Wrestles on all social media platforms, guys. Have a wonderful wonderful and safe trip wherever you go, Ryo. We hope to talk to you again very, very soon. Gentlemen, thoughts on the first hour of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Joey, how did you think we did? Oh, great stuff. Great, great, great stuff. Ryo was absolutely awesome. Uh, man, what a freaking great dude. Like, what a guy. 100%. No doubt. Hoss, what'd you think? Oh, yeah, definitely. He, he's a great guy, and he... It was a great interview and great first hour. And, you know, if this was the first hour, I'm looking forward to the second hour. Just uh, Wait till y'all meet my boy, the massive legend. You guys are going to love him, man. He's a bundle of energy. He's got a lot to share. And he's young in the business. He's got so much to do. You guys are just going to get to see him right at the very beginning of what sure is going to be a very, very high trajectory for him. Uh, are you guys ready to hit a quick break? Yeah. All right, I think we can do that. John, you think you can handle break real quick as we get ready for hour number two of the Wrestle Talk podcast featuring Nightmare Jones, the Night Owl, and the one and only Hardcore Hoss. We'll see you guys in about two minutes and 30 seconds. <laughs> The D was imminent. Step into the mic, it's like a brand new lyricist. I'm here to do what should have been done 10 years ago. You can't fuck with me. I'm stepping out the shadows. I'm walking overloaded. I'm ready to explode. I'm out of self control. Selling your skills like I land the one slide. He's saying I watch the head and roll. It's a lyrical kamikaze when I unload. I'm the mic, I'm in and everything I see. Get hit with it, I ain't playing around I'm the type to leave 
All my competition buried six feet underground. Surface we emerge from the depths of hell. I hear a memory is bad. I'll sit for my life, drop the beat, and I'll make the world suffer defeat. Ain't no one fucking win. The return of the dead. This is John Cosper with Eat Sleep Wrestle, and you're listening to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. I think you have yourself muted again, Renee. There we go. You know what I just discovered? You know how we got to, like, be on camera for the break? Check yeah. this out. Mmm. Aha. 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 <laughs> you just use the overlay, and it'll cover us. And anyway, that's a little bit behind the curtain for y'all. We're still trying to figure out the StreamYard thing. Uh, but I think it's going well, man. I think it's going well. All right, John. Well, we're going to put you backstage. We're going to bring on Jonesy, man. Thank you for being here, bro. You are definitely my right-hand man. I can't thank you enough, bro. The production, everything really about the show has gotten better since you joined us. So salute to you, man. We'll catch you in a bit. All right. Joey, Joey, Joey. What a freaking first hour of the show, man. That was a lot of fun. And you know what's crazy? Like when we have interviews like that with Ryo – I feel like we kind of just scratched the surface. We didn't even talk to him about his favorite match, finishing move, how he came up with the gimmick, what he likes to watch, what he studies, who he models himself after. What he likes There's to so eat. so much shit we didn't talk about. What he likes to eat, yeah. <laughs> That's a good question too, man. Man, yeah. I, I was, uh, was going through Facebook the other day, and, and I saw something that was like, like totally, totally, totally uh, – Tickle your 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 interest, and it was it's, it was a, uh, a a a festival that is beer and tacos. <laughs> I was like, Monet's always talking about tacos <laughs> and beer, man, beer and tacos, man. Uh, so where do I sign up? I didn't hear you talk about that. <laughs> I think it's in like North Carolina or someplace, but yeah. That's dope. We're going to have to check that out. We're going to have to check that out. Well, just real quick, guys, we do want to share some news and then go over the sponsors again. Uh, The first thing is is that uh, we do have the massive legend getting ready to join us. We're just working out the camera situation. He's getting his headphones and all that stuff. Uh, Man, it's going to be a good time. But anyway, so number one, the watch party for SummerSlam at Kincaid has been postponed to Survivor Series. A lot of mandates, lockdowns, masks, and all this sort of thing. We couldn't really do our watch parties the way that we'd like to, so we went ahead and rescheduled it. But I have word from DBD, that's Dingleberry Derek, for those who don't know. (laughs) Uh, He has a bundle of professional wrestling memorabilia that he is giving and donating to the Wrestle Talk podcast so we could give it to the members of the Wrestle Talk family. So because we weren't going to be able to go and visit him for SummerSlam, which was tentatively scheduled for late August, 
he wants to show his love to us, Joey. So we're going to be giving away a whole box of pro wrestling shit. And if you know anything about Retro Zone, which is right next door to Kincaid at the Oak Park Mall, they got all kinds of dope shit. Like, I know you guys probably see this in the background all the time. Can you tell me who this wrestler is, Joey? Really? That's Nikolai Volkov, sir. All right, Nikolai Volkov. This is one of the old school Nikolai Volkov full-size action figures. It's from Titan Sports, and the year on it, and I don't know how good my camera's going to work, it says 1984, my guy. This is the kind of shit they have down at the Retro Zone at the Oak Park Mall. So he's going to put together a box of vintage wrestling stuff, and we're just going to give it away here on the Wrestle Talk podcast because we can't do the watch party. On Saturday, I was at a wrestling show, right? I I was refereeing, and they they, they had a couple people that were selling – some uh some old like like merchandise and stuff. You know what I was able to buy? You might be flipping out about this. What? Abdullah the Butcher action figure. Dude, is that original in the package? Still in the freaking package. It's got That's it's dope. yeah, it's it's absolutely crazy. That's dope, man. Well anyway, big shout out uh to King K, but again we are not doing the watch party at King K this time. Shout out Stockdale. Congratulations to you on your, on your wedding, man. Uh, trust me, both of us been married for a long time. It's probably the best decision you ever made, man. Congratulations. So on to the sponsors very briefly, because we got about a minute and a half in the masses. The massive legend is not a man that deserves to be weight. So let's go ahead and get this knocked out real quick. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to thank all of the wonderful sponsors of the Wrestle Talk podcast, including the aforementioned Kincaid Arcade at the Oak Park Mall, Esports Bar KC, I-70 Sports Media, Royal Mills Transportation, Painter's Dream Productions, Rath Bun Engraving, Me Fiesta Rentals KC, and of course, our friends over at the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion, the Fantasy Wrestling Worldwide Chapter. Thank you guys for being loyal supporters of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Oh, by the way, uh, UFC Hall of Famer Pat Milicic and Jake Hollywood had an incre- have an incredible podcast. It's called Everything Combat. Make sure you look them up on all your podcasting platforms and tell them that the Wrestle Talk podcast sent you. Oh, all man. that said, Joey, are you ready for the next guest? Because I am. I am, I am, but before we do that, I have to to send out thoughts and prayers to local wrestler Blackhawk, who unfortunately on Saturday he was in a bad war and he got tossed out of the ring and he landed the wrong way and he broke his ankle. So thoughts and prayers to Blackhawk. May, uh, but you know, even though he broke his ankle, he says that he's not done, that he's coming back. So <laughs> a speedy to recovery to Blackhawk and man. Oh, yeah. and uh, for for me, bro, I gotta make sure I give a big shout out to the family of uh, Marcus Mansfields, a former guest of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Mm-hmm. He recently passed away. Uh, so big shout out to him and his family, man. Uh, big loss for the pro wrestling community. Uh, obviously, former guest of the show, man. It's always tough to see somebody, you know, cross over. Um, but just know we're grateful and we'll do our best to keep his memory alive. So we're not going to do the 10 bell or anything like that. But just much love to Marcus Manfield's family and to all those in the pro wrestling community. 
that are going to miss him very, very dearly. And you know what? Speedy recovery to my homie Billy Simmons, too, uh, on the mend uh, after, I believe, shoulder surgery. So shout out to him. I'm sure we'll talk about him a little bit. Without any further ado, though, ladies and gentlemen, I am super duper excited. Let me tell you something, Joey. Um, I want you to pay attention, man. You got to look at me in my eyes right now. I go to a lot of professional wrestling shows, Joe, and there are just some guys that whenever you see them, they put a smile on your face, dude. The massive legend is without a shadow of a doubt one of those guys. Once you see him come on, bro, you're going to understand the vibes. He works his ass off, travels the roads, puts over whatever he's got to put over, doesn't complain, doesn't bitch, moan, and cry. He just gets the job done. Ladies and gentlemen, he's a multi-time singles champion. Multi-time tag champion, if I'm not mistaken. I'm sure he'll correct me when he comes on. Ladies and gentlemen, it is both an honor and a pleasure to welcome in for the very first time. And yes, we do have some music. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in the one and only, the massive legend, Justin Gray. What a great entry, man. I appreciate it. Dude, I'm getting ready to watch like the best episode of Naruto ever right now. I'm so happy. Never watch it. You're a loser. Nothing. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the massive legend, Justin Gray. Now, two things. You are killing Kenny Omega's music. And number two, yes, number two, bro, announcing your name as a ring announcer is probably one of the funnest things that I get to do. Like, there are some things that are really hard to put over and really hard to say, but the massive legend, Justin Gray, is so much fun, bro. Welcome, man, welcome, I appreciate welcome that. man. Welcome. Thank you, man. Thank you. You it's feeling good? An honor and a pleasure to be here. <laughs> Likewise, my friend. Likewise. We are really excited to have you here. So let's go ahead and kick it off right off jump, man. That music is not just some shit you ripped off of YouTube. There is a story behind it. Please share that with the members of the WrestleTalk family. All right, so uh, I was in the middle of a WWX World Heavyweight title and AIWF World Tag Team title run, and uh, uh, Nick Vendetta approached me before a show uh, with a gift. He had his friend write me this song that actually features multiple, like, mentioned wrestlers in it, including himself, uh, the King Chris Vale, one of my trainers. Uh, but it was just gifted to me, so I have the full rights to the song. So use the fuck out of it. Ah, yes. You hear that, JP? Nice. We can use that whenever we want, bro. Our audio guy, JP, he's always scrounging for music. And now we got another one. (laughs) Hey, got you. That's That's very Make sure you send it over. That's all you got to (laughs) do. I got you, man. I got you. No, I got it, bro. I'll send it over. Make sure all of us get it. So I got to ask that question. So it's got some anime vibes. Is that is that what I'm hearing there? It's got some video game slash anime vibes, or am I am I misreading? So, that? it's 
when, when it was gifted to me, I was in the middle of uh, this really goofy uh, Monster Hunter run where I would okay. like find the biggest and like the most exotic gimmicks and hunt them. So it's got a almost power metally like yeah anime like end scene or like end uh, end video credit sound. Yeah, so that's basically mm-hmm. what they were going for with it, which is art, man. I love it. It is badass, dude. I know the guys are digging that song as well. Well, you know what? I don't want to be selfish because I do have a lot of questions. We've had a chance to work together a few times, but I'm going to go ahead and throw it to Joey first. Uh, Nightmare, why don't you go ahead and lead off the interview, my guy, and see what you got for our boy, the massive legend, Justin Gray. Sure. So you mentioned that you were trained by Chris Vale. Uh, What was it like being trained by, by, by him? Uh, he sounds pretty familiar. I think that we may even had him on the podcast. He has once. not been on, but we have talked about him a few times. So, yeah. Uh, getting trained by him and uh, Christian Temple was uh, pretty wild because I've, I've known the guys my whole life. Uh, and uh, Chris Vale specifically has been a trip to work with because he got to go to Japan with the Wrestle One Dojo. Uh, and he's one of the only people that was in the graduating class before they uh, changed it to Glee. So, uh, it, so it was wild. The Wrestle One that was like Sonny Ono's thing, right? Because we've had Sonny yeah. Ono on the show before. I knew that sounded. Familiar. Yeah, it was Sonny Ono, uh, Sonny Ono, and uh, Kazehashi from uh, WCW. What an honor! Wow, that's badass. That is. Yes, yeah, so it's been that... brutal. Shout out to King Vale. Man, that 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 is is definitely definitely brutal. So. I guess that the next question is the Massive Legend. How did that nickname come come about? The Massive Legend. Okay. Um, best way I know how to explain the story is I'm uh, I'm sitting in my apartment, uh, Chris Vale and Stormy Renee both there, uh, and we're watching videos. And a guy pops onto a video. He's doing Pokemon card openings or some crap, and he just screams Massive Legend here. And I said, I'm stealing that shit. I'm ripping that <laughs> fuck off. And See, I just, ain't nobody I, it honest sucks. about how they got their gimmick, bro. I knew Justin was going to be honest. Hey, I knew it. Yeah, but actually what's funny is I've got one of his shirts in my closet, like, ripping All the respect. fuck off. Um, and I, I, I feel bad about it, but he should have trademarked that shit, you know? Yeah, he got it. Should have <laughs> threw a copyright on it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I had, um, man, I don't know if I should mention names. He's a good dude, but... Uh, one of my guys in Illinois, uh, we were in a chat and he was like, man, he's all pissed off and shit. I'm like, what's the deal, my guy? He's like, somebody ripped off my gimmick. I've been using this shit for four or five years. Somebody just ripped my shit off. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm good with it as long as you're going into a different genre. Your boy's doing Pokemon, you're doing wrestling. You had the game in wrestling and you had game the rapper. So as long as you're not like doing it in the same genre, then I think you're cool, bro. You get a pass at least from the night out. I could dig that. I could dig that. What do you think, Joey? Did he rip it off, or has he got every right? Uh, he's got every single right. Like, it's not ah. even the same genre. So, I mean, it, it's not like, you know, like watching the, uh, uh, that's the dog side of the ring, uh, Beyond the Mat, and, and the the backstage wrestlers are watching the uh, tryout match, and, and they, they see one of the guys do a finishing move and say, I'm stealing that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I do that sometimes. Yeah, you know what? You got to learn, you know what I mean? <laughs> what else you got, Joey? Uh, my, my last question for us, though, to Renee is, you know, you've had multiple singles titles. You've had multiple tag team titles. Which do you prefer, singles wrestling or tag team wrestling? 
Um, you know, honestly, I, I love singles work. Singles wrestling is great. But when I get to tag team with somebody that I gel with really well, it's amazing. Uh, like, I've, I've tag teamed with Chris Vale before. Uh, I've gotten to tag team with my, my trainer, Christian Temple. Uh, Flex Reed was always fun to work with. And, like, the, the dynamic of being able to work with somebody to be able to pull off crazier moves is always, like, a plus. Uh, we did a five-man match uh, at Core Pro Wrestling in Tulsa, Oklahoma over the weekend. And we pulled out, like, maybe 35 tag team moves in the 20-minute, like, scramble time limit. Wow. Uh, just, really, just, just really beating on people. It was awesome. Uh, but, yeah, I, I love tag team work. If I could be a tag team wrestler for the rest of my life, I would. It'll elongate my career. Everything always feels better that way. Also, I love you, Matt. I miss you, bro. Shout out to Big Country. <laughs> think about it. Say, think, think about it, Renee. You've got the Massive Legend and the Snitch as a tag team. There you go. See? Oh, Joey, I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry I got to do this to you again. <laughs> Every time. Every, it ain't me. It's the iron chic. What do you want me to do? Every single time. Son of a bitch. All right, Renee, it's all yours. All right, no question, man. So, um... Let's talk about pandemic era. Um, I know you're a guy that's very transparent on social media, and I know it's been been really rough on everybody. Um, how have you coped with these last 18 months, and how exciting is it to be able to get back out there? I know you and I did that super show, the AIWF with PCW and XWE. And by the way, man, Adam Pena, uh, uh, Billy Simmons, man, the whole gang over there, um, I, I hate if, I, if I'm forgetting anybody, I apologize, but just, just the whole team is so amazing over there, man. I knew it had to be a huge honor for you like it was for me to be there, but don't let me put the words in your mouth, man. How did you deal with pandemic era, and how awesome has it been to actually be able to get back out on the road again? Uh, well, to start, the pandemic killed me. I hated it. Everything about not being able to wrestle in front of people was awful. Um, and... While, during the pandemic, I, I got into a super good relationship. I ended up uh, common law married. Uh, things fell apart. Uh, I've gone through uh, loss of jobs. I've gone through loss of family. I've like lost friends. And it's just, it's weighed down on me. But the second I got to get back in the ring was the most just electric thing that I've ever felt. The, the second that I got to work that AIWF show, I... I'd never wanted to cry in the ring before, uh, and I was in tears when I heard the crowd. It was wonderful. So I guess to answer your question, I did not deal with the fucking pandemic. I fucking ignored that shit and did my own shit. <laughs> everything went wrong during, but right. I, I, I dealt with it according. <laughs> and, and you did well, man, because you came out the other side of it, bro, and that's what really counts, man. And uh, to follow up on that question... I know you said you you felt like you wanted to cry, but what really got me, and, and I don't know if you and Christian Temple realized this, but you motherfuckers are over, bro. Like, I know with three the hard way, you got a lot of heat, which is kind of what you wanted, you and Preach and Flex and all that, but it's been the complete opposite. And I remember, at least I think I remember, when you and Temple at uh, first teamed up for XWE, I think it was your very first tag match that I got a chance to call as the commentator. And I was like, there's something here. And I think you both were missing something, but it wasn't like technique, gimmick. I don't think it was any of that. I think it was like each other. 
And I don't want to be cornball here, but bro, your guy's shit is over and people love like you guys are getting um what kind of pop? Um my homies, bro, that that uh been multiple don't times. Don't say that. Don't say that LOD pop because I'm not no, no, getting no, 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 no. the doom no, 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 pop no. yet. No, no, the, the the XWE tag champs. Um help me out, bro. Knockout Kings? No, not not knockout kings. Uh, uh long. Oh, you're talking about old... para rock stars? Yes, the para rock stars. Y'all are getting that. Y'all are getting para rock star pops. I don't know if you realize that. Are you picking up on that? Um, I so I talk to my dad bro. a lot. He goes to every show. No, yeah, he goes to every show. And right. back when I was in three the hard way, he would tell me, "Dude, listen to the crowd. Like, don't don't listen to like what everybody's saying. Like, those people are popping for you." And I I always blew it off like, "Hey, I'm not supposed to be getting pops. I'm a heel. They're supposed to fucking hate me." But um. Yeah, man. Yeah, like, there, there's a, we saw how that went. <laughs> there's a photo on my page of me on the top rope in my tag team gear when we had the uh, biker shorts. And I'd have a tear in my eye because, like, when the people cheered for us, man, like, I, I, I felt that shit in my bones, dude. You did feel it. I felt it in my soul. And, like, I just – I have people tell me all the time, like, you guys are great. You guys have great energy. You guys get popped, this and that. And I just – I'm so – I'm so grateful for it all. Like, honestly, if it wasn't for these people cheering for me, I don't know what I would be doing right now. It's your tackling view. <laughs> you know, and it's always amazing to me, man, because I, I I feel so fortunate to literally have the best seat in the house at every single show at the commentary table. And when I see you guys getting over, man, it just makes me excited because you work so hard. And I know that at that AIWF show, there were so many other teams that were getting love because there was a lot of great teams there, but man, and I know there were some tag scrambles and shit like that, that was going on over the two nights, but you guys stuck out, man. And I don't want that to go to your head. You know what I mean? I know you're still humble or whatever, but humble. I want you to know humble. it's working, bro. It, it The shit's working. I and I wish it. we could have got temple on here today. Hopefully we'll get a chance to catch up a little bit down the road. But I wanted to tell you guys that from like a completely unbiased perspective, you know, as a commentator, I'm not really for the heels or for the faces. I'm just supposed to be calling it down the middle, but I noticed it, man, and it's hard to ignore. So I was just making sure that you guys were catching on and knowing people are digging your guys' shit. And hopefully it's it's paying dividends at the merch table and with ticket sales and all that. And from what I understand, you guys got a show coming up here in a couple of weeks that your boy was supposed to be at, but, you know, family situations or whatever. Tell me a little bit about the upcoming show, bro, or what can you tell me about the upcoming show? All right, let's see if I don't blow the date. I believe it is August 16th. I'm bad with numbers. Don't quote me on that. But uh, not this coming Saturday, but next Saturday in Hutch. I don't know what my match is yet, but I was told by uh, the Booker man to bring tag team gear, so you might get a little bit of Rebel Art action. Very, very nice. So does that mean you're always prepared to go single or tag regardless of what the promoter might need? Oh yeah, I bring everything. The, the the pinks and the reds always come. I always bring both sets of gear. <laughs> That's dope as hell. Now is that PCW or XWE we're talking about? Uh, that'll be PCW, and the weekend after will be XWE uh, Gold Rush. And I can tell you what I'm doing there. All right, let's you know, talk about that. Going a little Massive Legend side tangent here. At XWE Gold Rush, the Massive Legend Justin Gray and the Epic Heart Christian Temple take on the Dark Ages of Remington Roar. And Chris Vale. And it is gonna be violent. Believe that. 
Wow. Okay. You know what? I'm going to actually throw you a bone here because I actually have both posters and I want to go ahead and pull them up real quick. All right. So here's the PCW poster because we got to show them some love. And, and shout, shout out, out to our boy, boy Adam Pena. Yeah. Adam Pena was on the show a couple of weeks ago. He's an, an extraordinary guest. Uh, again, guys, that's www.purplepass.com forward slash blaze of glory. And as you guys can see, there's already an extraordinary amount of talent on this poster. Hey, hold on. Who's this handsome guy right here? You recognize him? Who's that? Oh, is that uh, is that Christian Temple? It is. <laughs> hey, and actually right above Christian Temple is my other tag team partner. Stormy Shout Renee. out to Stormy Renee. Shout out to her, man, for winning that Kansas Women Championship at that show we were at, man. That was definitely a good time. Uh, and oh, she's yeah. a hell of a worker. And she'll wrestle dudes. She don't give a damn. The Kansas yeah, Tornado she don't does give a not damn. give a damn. I love how she is, bro. She's such a badass. Dude, you got to love her, man. Got to love her. No doubt. All right, so um, go ahead and drop the intel real quick for me one more time on the XWE Gold Rush match because as I work on pulling that poster up because I want to make sure that our loyal listeners are able to take a look at that as well. All right. Well, Christian Temple and I are going to be dropping a promo here within the next couple of days. Going to be announcing uh, – uh, our intentions, but uh, it's going to be myself and Christian Temple versus the Carnivore Remington Roar Deathmatch Murder Machine and uh, uh, somebody who participated in Prince of the Deathmatch this year. Absolutely love Rim. Great guy. And uh, the evil bastard himself, Chris Vale, Wrestle One Dojo uh, graduate and one of the longest PCW, actually, I think he is, without COVID time, the longest reigning PCW champion. Wow. But COVID time allotted, Shane Sanders killing it. I also absolutely love Shane Sanders. Yeah, what a badass. The blue-collar brawler is one of my favorites as well. And I will say this. So you're you're teaming with one of your trainers and facing one of your trainers, man. What does that mean for a guy like you? Because this this could be a big, big night, uh, both at PCW, depending on what you do there, but specifically at XWE Gold Rush, where – a lot of people are making the argument that whoever comes out of this match, whether it be the Rebel Hearts or, you know, those other guys, uh, that whoever wins could potentially be the number one contenders for the Knockout Kings Tag Team Championships. How, how are you feeling about that? Uh, Chris Vale might have trained me, but uh, all this time on the road, man, I've been learning a couple tricks. I've uh, figured a couple things out that I don't think he can uh, – figure out and take advantage of and actually uh a few months ago i had to wrestle him in uh nebraska uh, with christian temple and uh man, i beat the hell out of him at the end uh there's a, a soup <laughs> like uh I, what, what i would consider an like an indie viral video going around of him catching my foot gave me a suplex on the apron wild stuff but uh no i'm pulling out some things that he can't keep track of no more so it's gonna be a good time ah the student possibly possibly surpassing the teacher that's dope and okay so say and and i know you're not the kind of guy to look at and by the way i love how you're humble at the right times and you talk your shit at the right time i really appreciate that about you (laughs) i really did i I learned from i learned from the best chris vale and i've all been watching minora suzuki for years so Got to know what you got to know. The yeah, most Suzuki's insufferable money. man. Oh, I love it, bro. And But for those who didn't watch the match between him and Moxley for the U.S. title about a year ago, you're really missing out, man. That was an extraordinary matchup, bro. Just kicked the Banger. shit out of each other. It was so good. So good. 
Um, let's just say you do win. Your your the cards just are dealt properly for you that night uh, at Gold Rush. Are you guys ready for the Knockout Kings multi-time XWE tag team champs? Because those boys know how to get it done. I know they're from Texas. I know they're real mean. You got to be mean if you're the Knockout Kings. If it, you make it there, are you guys prepared? Well, from my standpoint, they're amazing. Dan and Pierce are killers, absolute animals, machines. But I've been a cruel hand. I've been a massive legend. I've monster hunted. I'm not afraid to fight anybody. I will fist fight any dude in that locker room. Any dude. I fought the Memphis Kings before. I ain't afraid of nobody, bro. Memphis Kings got what? Six foot four, six foot eight, both two hundred, like fifty plus. Those guys I ain't afraid of nothing. I ain't afraid of nothing. Speaking of nasty, and I do want to throw it back over to my partner Jones. Three the hard way. WWX. I know that there's some things you can talk about. I know there's some things you can't talk about, but for those wondering what is your status, where are we going to see you over there? What's going on with you, Flex, Preacher, and, and the rest of the boys over there, man? G- give us a, an update if you can. I, I love them all to death. Uh, it just things didn't fall the right way. Stuff collapsed in certain ways, and I just I haven't been asked to go out. I haven't felt uh, the need to because of how bookings fall to, to reach out. Uh, Flex and Preacher were always good to me. I've respected them the whole time. No no uh, hard feelings either way about anything. Yeah, hard feelings. Jesus. <laughs> hard uh, feelings. You know, hard just, yeah, you <laughs> know, it's just, uh, just stuff, stuff fell apart in certain ways. And now with how everything is, man, people ask me all the time if I'm going back out to WWX. And I just maybe when the time's right, you know. Maybe when the time's right. But you, it sounds like you look upon that time favorably, like – no, like you said, no hard feelings, no shade, no nothing like that. Just maybe it was time or whatever. But am I, am I perceiving that right? Do you look at that time there as a positive um, era in the massive legends career? If it wasn't for WWX and for everybody that put the faith in me when they did, I wouldn't be where I'm at. I, I honestly owe Flex Reed so much, and he uh, he knows it. He absolutely knows it. I owe him a lot. Uh, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have got to the point that I was where I was able to confidently work matches by myself because I was specifically a tag team guy the whole time. And him doing what he did and Preacher doing what he did, if it wasn't for those two, I wouldn't be the talent that I am. And I honestly do owe them a lot. Uh, it's just, you know, at the end of the day, I needed to sprout my wings and uh, go other places. Now I've been to Nebraska, Chicago, Indianapolis. You know, like I'm going all over the place. I just had to uh, take the, the the step away. Cool, and it seems to be working out for you, and it seems to be working out for them, and that's what we like to see here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. So, Joey, I want to give you the opportunity to jump back in here, bro. Yes. Clearly, I, we could keep going. I know you've been chomping at the bit. So what do you got for the massive legend, bro? I do. I have something, and it's not really wrestling related. It's the same question that, that Renee asked Rayu. What's on your music playlist? What are you listening to today? Yeah, what top gets three, you, bro. Top three what's songs. your top three songs that get you pumped up today? 
Okay, specifically today, the the top three were, uh, oh, man, probably. Uh, so I listen to a lot of uh, anime rappers. Um, probably at the end of the day, I've had uh, a lot of uh, Fable Daddy Fat Snaps and uh, uh, Divide Music stuff playing in my ears. But uh, man, through the whole day, it's just been death. Literally, just listening to the band Death. Uh, Flesh and The Power It Holds was the first song that I played at the gym today. Uh, and the last nice. two songs that came on were These Colors Don't Run by Protest the Hero, uh, one of my favorite Canadian metal bands. And um, the very last song actually happened to be from my favorite band, Coheed and Cambria. Uh, okay. It was Old Flames off of the uh, Unhom- Unheavenly Creatures album. So uh, nice. I had like a lot of weird shit running through my earphones today. Speaking of, uh, of 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 great metal songs, Renee, can we play the Shoot and Shout song again? Because I think that uh, that the Massive Legend was really going to get a kick <laughs> out of that one. All right, yeah. All right, so let me preface this by saying that in the first hour, if you, if you're a first hour guest, uh, we do a segment called Shoot and Shout, and it's like 30, 45 seconds. You get to just go off, cut a promo about anything. It could be about like how much air there is in a bag of chips, or it could be like wrestling related. And we have a song we play. And for you, you're going to be doing the game show challenge against our very own Nightmare Jones towards the end of the interview. It's like uh, trivia, sort of. And we have a song for that as well. But Joey wants me to play for you the song that we use for Shoot and Shout. Do you want to hear it? Give it to me, man. All, right, all I'm going to say is it's so appropriate that Fred Durst showed up at Lollapalooza <laughs> because this. Bro! Wait, wait, I know. I'm old, though. We old around this month. <laughs> no, bro. I did it for the nookie. I, no, no. That ain't it. No, here we go. You ready? No. Here's our song. Me. Yeah. Hit me with it. it. <laughs> it's, it's break stuff, the Broadway edition. Here we go. <laughs> It's just one of those days when you don't want to wake up. Everything is fun, everybody sucks. You don't really know why, but you want to justify ripping some shit No human contact, and you interact. I absolutely love that. It's all about the he says, she says. I'm going to find that, and I'm going to add that to my Spotify. I swear yeah, to God. Yeah, this is going. That's going on my workout playlist. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm going to find that, and I'm going to add it to my Spotify playlist. I'm going to oh, annoy my, my wife with that song going up to Hershey Park this Friday to see Green Day and Reza and Fallout Boy in concert. <laughs> It's like you're ready to hear the metal, but then the right. Broadway just kills that shit. And, and, yeah, and you want you we... want douchey Fred Durst. <laughs> douchey Fred Durst. Can we? Talk you want about... douchey Fred Durst? But yeah. you get nonsense. Can 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 we actually talk about like Limp Biscuit at Lollapalooza and how he came out looking like a freaking. <laughs> no, my man looked like he was an extra from the video Sabotage right? from the Beastie Boys. That's he what did. he looked like. Bro, the motherfucker looked like he was playing guitar and singing for Metallica, bro. <laughs> With the Fu Manchu, bro, he killed. Shout out to oh, Rick my. Ruby. Hall of Famer Rick Ruby. Put some respect on his name. Justin, I don't know if you know this, but we literally have people from about seven different states watching the show. Like you. Well, are- I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> My bad. 
snooze fest. <laughs> no, man. Um, dude, Joey, I, I know you got some more questions, but yeah, that Lollapalooza gimmick was crazy. And uh, what'd you think about the song, man? Is that a good song, uh, Justin? Oh, oh, fuck yeah. That's going to my fucking workout playlist, bro. I'm starting off chest day with that. <laughs> One more time. Doing it. It's just one of those days. Okay, all right, enough, enough. What else you got for the Massive Legend Nightmare? Oh, my goodness. So, I, I guess that, that my next question is, what do you hope that the fans get out of seeing a Massive Legend match? Like, at the end of the night, what do you hope that, that the fans get out of it? I, I actually have an appropriate answer for this. I walk into every match to try and make the crowd as uncomfortable as possible. <laughs> I want the violence to be at such a level, whether I'm taking it or giving it, that the crowd leaves uncomfortable. I wrestled Remington Roar uh, about a month and a half ago, and he cut my forehead open with a machete. Like, so, so wait a minute. I'm so out here for violence. Saying, what, what you're folks. saying is that, that, that you are a big fan of the deathmatch wrestling. So my question is, Nick Gage wrestling in a death match on AEW. Yo, that shit was wild. I fucking loved it. I was so happy. Like, getting to watch Nick Gage do what he does, even if it was like a soft core death match because it was on TV, it made me so happy to get to watch Nick Gage do what he does. Nick Gage is such an amazing worker, and I fucking love that guy. MPK all fucking day. The best part about that was they w- he was getting ready to use the pizza cutter, and then they they went to commercial, and it was a Domino's <laughs> Pizza commercial, and Domino's Pizza was pissed about they it. Were hot. Yo, Pat's blue Pat's ribbon, blue was, ribbon like, was all over it. it. Yeah, we got you, bro. <laughs> That's no shit, man. I love it. And you know what? I think MDK is like your favorite wrestler's favorite wrestler. You right? know what I mean? Is that that kind of shit? All right, well, check this I out, mean, Justin. Yeah. We we got um our audio engineer Hardcore Hoss who's gonna jump on here real quick. He usually is behind the scenes, kind of making things happen. But we want to give him an opportunity to come on here and ask any questions or make a comment towards you. So if it's cool, let's go ahead and have Hoss jump on. Hey, hit me with him. Let's do it, JP. So so you do both uh, tag team wrestling and uh, wrestling. Just you. Which one do you prefer to do most, and why? Uh, tag team wrestling is the preferred uh, because at the end of the day, getting to work with somebody to do all sorts of crazy spots, tandem work is always uh, is always like a much funner time. Uh, uh, but the singles work on occasion is preferred because sometimes you get to do like really, really wild matches. Like we did a five man over the weekend. Uh, I get stuck in scrambles, battle royals all the time. And I just love doing like all sorts of weird gimmick stuff. Uh, but prob- preferred tag team because I just oh, it's so much fun. Like getting to work with somebody's always a blast. Cool, cool. Um, and if you could have a match against anybody you wanted, uh, past, present, you know, whatever, who would your match be against and why? I got uh, two of them. Uh, right. One would be Eddie Guerrero because. My entire career, I've had people always tell me how smooth I am doing specific things, and that was always a compliment, was I, I, I had a flow like Eddie Guerrero, and I absolutely adore Eddie Guerrero. Everything that he did was always crisp, clean, it was always to the mark. And the second person's Kurt Angle, because I just really fucking want to work Kurt Angle. 
but 2006 to 2008 Kurt Angle because I want peak perk angle. I want him to be able to do some crazy shit. Is that impact, like early impact Kurt Angle? Yeah, that flip off the uh, flip off the entrance ramp and fucking crash through abyss and just scream angle. Yeah, that good shit. The moonsault off a cage and no sell it shit. Mm. Art. <laughs> fucking Man. love perk angle. <laughs> you may miss that perk angle. <laughs> oh yeah. I uh, appreciate you, uh, hardcore Hollis, for joining us, man. Thanks for always doing a great job on the boards. Um, so I'm gonna jump back in here, and Joe, if you got one more question, let me know, bro, because there's definitely time. Um, here's what makes me excited. You always hear about talent coming from the south. You always hear about talent coming from the west and the east. I think it's about effing time that some of the talent from the Midwest get its shine. And I think we got the greatest compliment that you could ever get from Bob Evans at that I, uh, AIWF show where he said, if you're sleeping on the Midwest, you're sleeping on some of the best wrestling in the world right now. Do you feel yourself to be part of that movement, Massive Legend? Um, at the end of the day, man, I I book myself from a nonsense town because anytime that I'm in a city, it's Attitude City. But when it comes down to it, they ask me where I'm from and they tell me I can't fucking choose anywhere nonsense. Wichita. I'm, I'm born and bred to be here. Uh, I, I, w- I was born in Manhattan. We moved out here at a young age. And this place became my home and it's going to stay my home. I don't care if I have to live here in Oklahoma, in Missouri. I'm not leaving the Midwest, man. This is, this is where I come from and this is where I want to push. Every single time that I'm on the road with somebody from the Midwest, the fucking show is crazy. Every time I'm with Stormy Renee, Chris Vale, Christian Temple, Rivington War, we show up and we put in work. And nobody, nobody tells us that we're fucking fucking up, bro. They always tell us every single time, you guys put the fucking axe to the grindstone. Every single time. So they invite I'd say at the end of the day, I'm a, I'm a big fucking push. Yeah. Yeah, that's the key. And Joe, you know, you being out on the Eastern Panhandle, you guys are spoiled, man. You got about a thousand decent to great promotions in your area. Yeah. When we get to elevate guys from the Midwest and bring them to a semi-national stage, which is what we do here on the Wrestle Talk podcast, it's always fun. And I know Joe, what he'll always do is when he sees a guy from an area that he's not from, he'll always go and look up their shit. So just know you are probably going to get some decent traction after your appearance here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. And that's not a brag. That's just facts. That's what we like I, to do. I here, appreciate Joe. it. And, and you know, my, my buddy Joe here, on top of being, you know, the host of one of the best podcasts in, in professional wrestling today, he's also a referee. So yeah. let me, let me ask you this question, Joe, and then I'll kind of redirect it back to Justin. What is that relationship between wrestler and referee because we all know that you guys all have to be on the same page so i'll start with you joey and then we'll throw it over to uh, to justin how important is it for there to not only be great communication between the talent but also the talent and the referee what do you oh, got for yeah. us right there? absolutely absolutely because being a referee you kind of have to communicate with the uh, people that you're going to be in, in the matches so that you know, you know, what's going on, you know, what, how, how things, you know, what, what's, like I said, you know, what, what's, what's going on. So definitely, you know, the referees are like one of the next best things when it comes to pro wrestling, you know, with the wrestlers, because, 
we all become like part of a family and so yeah it's it's definitely 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 it's uh it's a cool thing it is a cool thing same question to you massive legend how important is it to you to be in the ring not only with a talent that you trust but a referee that you trust talents i mean you know dime a dozen we have a billion wrestlers but whenever i get to be in the ring with a referee who like grasps understands that like i can have a special bond with them basically it's always super awesome and powerful uh like uh pinky the referee drew uh, every time i work with him it's always uh, uh, controversial as he is sometimes uh every time i'm in the ring with him man he, he's my he makes sure everything is done shit. right Dude, he, that motherfucker has kept me safe more times than anybody else. I love that man as much as I don't agree with some of the shit that he says. If it wasn't for fucking him, man, sometimes I don't think I would have got out of matches. But no, That's yeah, about man. The best compliment the, you could ever give to a ref. Joe, is there a bigger yeah. compliment from a talent than when a talent says, hey, bro, you kept me safe out there? Is there a bigger compliment that you can give from a talent? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. There, There is. There, there, there is no a bigger compliment. There you have it. Well, every referee I've ever had's kept me safe and made sure I was good. I've never had a shit referee. Maybe one time, but <laughs> not talking about it. Not fucking talking about it. <laughs> That's incredible, man, and I love to hear it. So, See, he um, says that because because I haven't refereed one of his matches yet. And then there'd be two. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, man. What's up, Dad? <laughs> Even Bugs Bunny had to chime in there, I guess. <laughs> that makes no sense. All right, well, we do have to get ready for the game show challenge, but I do have one final question for you. Um, and, and I'm going to steal this one from Joey. Um, I usually get mad when we retread questions, but I think um, it, it's an important question to ask. So we know that you've been in the sport for a couple of years now, but – we all start somewhere. So how and why and who helped you get your start in this crazy ass world that we all love known as professional wrestling? All right. So I have to start off with some taboo shit. Uh, started off yard tarting. I was a, I was a backyarder. Hey, you get uh, no shade from us. Some of the best wrestlers in the world hey, were yarders. Daniel Bryan. Yeah. So, so, so I started off in the yard with uh, another person that I don't work with anymore, uh, Derek Ellis. Uh, he and the original XWE uh, were pretty much where we got our start. Uh, and then through that, we pushed through uh, Christian Temple and Chris Vale going through school. And then after uh, making it through, uh, teaching me stuff and training me in it, uh, we got our our initial start with Derek Ellis, uh, both times actually, because when it was a legitimate promotion, uh, it was RWE. Uh, and through there we would work through, uh, with Dan Adams and Taz. And he gave me a lot of really great opportunities. If it wasn't for Dan Adams, I don't know where I'd be either. Uh, I got to work with the Midwest Marvels and I got to push through matches with just a bunch of dudes that are just doing amazing things nowadays. And, uh, so my humble start was in Hoisington, Kansas, and in Salina, Kansas. And since then, man, I've just been pushing. Salina's home now, huh? Pretty much, man. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, speaking of Salina, and I lied. I got one last question. Billy Simmons. Uh, we all love him. 
Uh, for me, he's like a bro. I know for some of y'all, he's like a big bro. Um, oh, no, he's dad. He's dad, bro. Daddy for some of y'all young Oh, boys. that's my dad, bro. Yeah, that's my dad. <laughs> no, I, listen, man. When, when he brought me in, he was like, hey, Renee, I want you to sit backstage with me and just watch the show and just kind of share what you think or whatever. And we instantaneously hit it off. You know, we're both fathers. We both got a couple of girls. And so we we related to each other. I think I even bailed my man out one night when he drank a little bit too much. I put a wet towel over his neck. And <laughs> and I'm sure he'd do the same for me. But um, your thoughts on Billy Simmons and really the KWA as a whole, man, because, you know, living in the state of Kansas, uh, I mean, I'm in Kansas City, you barely Kansas, but um, I've, I've grown to really appreciate the state and the community uh, that has been built through professional wrestling in the state of Kansas. So talk to us about Billy Simmons, the KWA, and, and I know we talked about this earlier, but how proud you are repping your home state in the world of pro wrestling. Man, Billy used to hate every match I would fucking work. Um, <laughs> there, there was always something that I fucked up, and he would always tell me, and and I don't say that because I'm mad about it or anything. I've never been bitter about it. I've, I've always taken everything he said and, like, improved myself. But he was, he was always so on to me about everything. And it was always, like, these little things. And I've, I've built basically my entire career after learning my basics from what Billy's taught me. If it wasn't for Billy Simmons, uh, I, as a professional wrestler, would be complete fucking trash. That man has put so much work into all of us, uh, myself, uh, the entire XWE roster, uh, every single trainee, man, Stormy, uh, Malcolm Steele, Mitch Onyx, who's tearing the fuck Yo, shout up out to Mitch. I, I, shout I out to my baby, Mitch. I love you. <laughs> we love you um, in, in Speedos, bro. We love you. <laughs> but Billy, Billy, Billy's put so much work and effort into this state and into the KWA, and I love him for it. Uh, like I said, that's fucking pops, bro. That's like my dad. And actually, what's funny is my dad and Billy talk all the fucking time. So, of course, fucking... <laughs> that's dope. Yo, that's crazy. Oh, yeah. I've never but seen no, yeah, one but... dude stand in front of 78 wrestlers and be like, yo! And everybody's like, just like that. And th- no, this yeah. is Billy with... commands, bro. Yeah, yeah, respect. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to make sure to give him a, a major shout out because I know he means a lot to both of us. And. He means a lot to oh, yeah. Kansas wrestling. As a matter of fact, oh, if yeah. there ever is a Kansas State Wrestling Hall of Fame, Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, I immediately want to nominate Billy Simmons. As Put like big and bad in that big. Oh, that's yeah, right. Bro, big, uh, oh, yeah. Every, we don't know who that is. That's, that's somebody else. That's his cousin, Blade. But no, yeah, man. If it wasn't for Billy, my, my entire fucking life would be different. Uh, he... He's he's helped me so much, and he's completely changed my perception and my outlook on the business. If it wasn't for him, man, I don't. I, and I don't most know importantly, I, he's giving you opportunity, which is like worth true. its weight in gold more in oppor- pro wrestling. More opportunity than I probably should have been given, um, but but he did, and I I feel like I've stepped up and proved myself recently, and and to go on with that, man, the KWA is fucking home. There would never be a fucking co- like a, a set of companies better. PCW and XWE are are gonna always be where I go if if I have the choice. I'm gonna be there. And this state has stepped up so much since when wrestling was basically dead like 15 years ago. There was nothing out here. They brought it I, back. and I went to one show 
when I was like 15 and I thought it was fucking garbage. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but like, man, B- Billy, the KWA and Kansas are fucking amazing. And I, I've never been more grateful to be from this state or to be repping this state. Honestly. Preach, preach. I dig it. So, um, does pineapple go on pizza? Yes. Bro, I'm from New York, bro. Pineapple don't go on fucking pizza. Pepperoni, cheese, or nothing. That's it. Thin slice. Not that I'm thick, bro. I'm from, the, yeah, I'm, from, I'm from the fucking Bronx, bro. You put oh, pineapple in the pizza, the I get Bronx. fucking mad. Oh, bro, if I would have known you were an East Coast cat from the beginning, this whole conversation would have been different. This would have been Yankee jokes all fucking night. Like. <laughs> well, I'm an East Coast cat, too, so we could have uh, fuck yeah, bro. All right, we'll we'll save that for the next one. But guess what? The time has finally come because it's 9 o'clock and it's time for everybody to put their ring gear on because we got to get into tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Are you Do you want me to put my jacket on? Shit, why not? Do it. Oh, hell. (laughs) (laughs) It's about to be on, Daddy. I'm excited for this. Wow, Joe, I hope you're ready. I hope you're re- <laughs> Joe, with that black and mild, you look like you're getting ready to go pay child support. Stop it. All right. <laughs> we in it now. <laughs> child right. support. All right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, and JP, I know you're watching, man. Thank you for still being in the back doing your thing. Ladies Bless. and gentlemen, let's go ahead and get ready to close out another Spectacular episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast, episode 358, featuring Ryo and Justin Gray, by getting into tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk podcast game show challenge. Let's go ahead and hit that music. You done messed up, Joe. He's putting on the man bun. You're in trouble. Yeah, I gotta be able to hear better, right? That's right. Hey, Joe, uh, why don't you go ahead and do the same thing and put your hair up in a man bun, too, just so you're ready. I don't have any hair. Got him! Got him! (laughs) Yo, Renee! I'm having too much Why don't you, bro? Who, me? <laughs> I mean, if yeah. people want to see me put my armpit hair in a man, <laughs> I mean, I got you. You just got to give me a few minutes. All right. <laughs> All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to tonight's installment of the world famous Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Tonight's contest is scheduled for best two out of three falls. Tonight's contestants are Wrestle Talk Podcast. Nightmare Jones. Make some noise. Okay. And his opponent, former multi-time tag team champion, along his part along with his partner, Christian Temple of the Rebel Hearts, multi-time singles champion all over the damn place. Ladies and gentlemen, the massive legend, Justin Gray! Sorry, Why Joey. does he get all the 
Clapton and I get the Iron Sheik. I can't control the WrestleTalk Man. family. They I can see how they want Sheiky them to baby go. loves me. They this, I can see how this is going to go now. Cheeky <laughs> right. baby loves me, bro. Come on. They do. They do love the massive legend. In a few moments, I will ask three questions about a particular professional wrestling topic. Whenever you think you know the answer, simply shout out your answer. Do you gentlemen understand the rules? Yep. Aye, aye. I'm going to give clues. If you know the answer, you can cut me off. Do not wait. And you can shout out as many answers as, as you need to until you get it. Is that cool? Yes. Okay, I just want to make sure everybody understands the rules. It's been a little while. Tonight's Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge is titled Former NXT Champions. Okay. I will give information about three famous professional wrestlers that have held a championship in NXT. When you think you know who I am talking about, please shout out your answer. The first competitor with two out of three falls will win tonight's contest. Again, do you gentlemen understand the rules? Yep. Yeah. All right, here we go. Question number one. This current WWE competitor has held the NXT Women's Championship on two occasions. Charlotte. That is incorrect. Becky Lynch. That is incorrect. Bianca Belair. Banks. That is incorrect. That is incorrect. Bailey. That is incorrect. Can I continue? Sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat the clue. And I got a little bit to add. This current WWE competitor has held the women's championship on two occasions and the WWE women's tag team championship. On two occasions with her partner, Nia Jax. Name her. Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler is correct. I Nia Jax is so fucking beyond me, bro. My bad. I don't pay attention to her. <laughs> All good. Shit. I, I, lo- I, I love the four horsewomen, though. I'll be real. MMA? A1. Yes. Fuck. All right. Question number two. Current lead... Held by Nightmare Jones. This current NXT competitor is the second NXT Triple Crown Champion. He defeated Sanity to win the NXT Tag Team Championship. Was the very first NXT North American Champion. Johnny Gargano? Johnny Gargano is incorrect, but very close. Tommaso Ciampa. Tommaso Ciampa. Tommaso Ciampa is incorrect, but again, very close. Ah. He was the first North American champion and defeated. Adam Cole. Adam Cole is correct. Nightmare Jones. God, Boom. Yeah. You are officially up 2-0. Two, two now, here's what makes the WrestleTalk podcast game show you challenge exciting. You me every time. Every time you get this to me. the script. Ah. <laughs> All right, here we go. This final question is for all the marbles and is worth three points. Are you gentlemen ready? Sure. Yes. This current WWE competitor was the very first NXT champion. Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins incorrect. Ladies and gentlemen, you're a winner tonight in the WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge. 
Wrestle Talk Podcast very own Nightmare Jones. Let's dance. Let's have a good time. That's what I get for watching New Japan and WCW in my bad guys. <laughs> I could have sworn he was going to say Dean Malenko. <laughs> he was WCW shit. He was. And it's here. You know how we talked about stealing wrestler stuff? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it. Crap. <laughs> well, listen here. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, you just hung up. <laughs> We're going to get pulled off the air. <laughs> All right. Well, We're on the internet. We're fine. No, that's fine. <laughs> and here's here's what makes this exciting. We would love for you in the very near future to come back and avenge your loss to Nightmare Jones. So that brings us to the last bit of business. Number one, welcome in as the newest member of the WrestleTalk family, Justin. We really appreciate you being here. Promise us you won't be a stranger. Bro, I don't know how to be a stranger. Like, you're the shit. Let's go. Amelia, baby. Invite me back on, bro. Let's Give me go. Back on. <laughs> we got Paisanos now. Go. Let's go. Number two, where can people – and I know we talked about this at length – but where can people follow you on social and where will you be in action next? Okay. Social media should be at Massive Legend Justin Gray on Facebook. And then I believe at Massive Legend Gray on Instagram. Uh, no Twitter because I'm a fucking loser. Uh, and then I'm going to be at uh, PCW next Saturday. I believe it's the 16th. No, there's no way it's the 16th. I'm so bad with date. But uh, next weekend, PCW and Hutch. Weekend after, I will be in Salina, Kansas for XWE. And then after that, man, I'm just going to be all over the place. I think uh, next date's Oklahoma. Uh, I'll be in Tulsa, OKC. I'll be up in Lincoln, Nebraska. I'll be all over the place this uh, summer. Just everywhere. That's badass again, guys. That's the massive legend, Justin Gray. Make sure you find him on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Are you on Twitter, too? Are you doing the Twitter thing, too? No, nah, I, I think about it sometimes, but I unless, unless somebody Facebook. talks me into it. No, no, yeah. trust me. You, you don't want to go to that toxic wasteland. Just IG school. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, though, uh, Joey, any final thoughts for the Massive Legend? I know this is your first opportunity to talk to him. I know you've seen a few of his matches and stuff. Yeah. But uh, any final thoughts, which, uh, which I'm sure you have, because this has been an outstanding interview. Oh, man, this has been absolutely amazing. Uh, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on. And uh, hopefully one day I can uh, uh, come to a wrestling show of yours and I can cheer on the massive legend. It's literally my fucking honor. I appreciate you guys asking me on. Thank you for having me on tonight. The exposure is probably going to be great. Getting to talk with both of you is amazing. Actually, all three of you. I forgot I answered questions uh, earlier too uh it's just been great man it's been fucking great I've, I've had a great time thank you guys so much no doubt about it and i guess i have one final question for you because you are a bronx boy shout out to my man ralph checking in showing love you already know ah, 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 you know love you dad <laughs> shout out to ralph that's papa gray right there um that's favorite... senior bro uh, hey there you go gotta show respect to pops what is your favorite mob movie if you have one all right i'm gonna hit you with 
But I'm going to hit you with the correct response, and then I'm going to hit you with what everybody else would say and what I think is pretty fucking accurate. Uh, Godfather, obviously. That's right, the one. I've seen him. But uh, everybody fucking knows at the end of the day, bro, they want to fucking hear Scarface. Yeah, baby. And you know what? Both of your answers are wrong because the best mob movie ever is a Bronx tale because it okay, is that's only a true. mob movie. It is also a love you're story. Right. And Jonesy's right. never seen right. any of them. So, Joe, if you're going to watch a mob movie, I highly rock- hey, recommend I you watch the Bronx just Tale first. Watch Scarface for the first time like two years ago. Pretty dope. How right? was it? It was good, and then I tried to watch oh, yeah. it on, and then I tried to watch it on TV, and I had to laugh my ass off because <laughs> they cut everything. <laughs> oh, bro, the censorship! Yeah, for real. <laughs> well, anyway, Justin, man, thank you once again, bro, for making time for your boys, the Night Owl and Nightmare Jones. It was both an honor and a pleasure for us as well. And we've already gotten great feedback on the interview. People have been engaged. They've been chatting the whole time. Sorry we didn't put your guys' stuff up. We didn't want to take away from the interview. But a lot of folks really seem to enjoy the massive legend, man. Keep doing what you do. And, again, don't be a stranger. We appreciate you being part of episode 358, man. Grace and peace hey, Anytime you, you want me on. Anytime you uh, want me on, brother. Anytime. We'll hold you to that. Hey, anytime. Literally any fucking time. You let me know, I yeah, got you. I got a new co-host, Joe. You're fired. No, I'm just playing. Hey, let's <laughs> get it. <laughs> it's all <laughs> love. Thank you for being here at Massive 11. Have a good night. Hey, <laughs> thank you, guys. Much love. And, uh, dude, seriously, fuck Sammy Guevara. I hate that guy. What a dick. I had to one time. I had to one time. All right, much love, buddy. Okay. Peace. Man, so I have some breaking news. What you got for us, bro? So, the acclaimed Max Caster will be suspended for two months from AEW with no without pay and will have to attend sensitivity classes due to his controversial rapping last week on AEW Dark. <sighs> this man, he was talking about Simone Biles, he was talking about Duke, and then he was like, he was like, I think he said, what's that smell in North Carolina? Oh, wait, that's just Julia's fun. And, <laughs> and I was like, man. Bro, yeah. listen, that is bullshit for so many reasons. Before I give you my take on that, John, what would you think about tonight's show, man? Did we do a good job? Did we hold it down? Oh, great job. And, you know, it was a good show and enjoyed listening to the guests and everything and you guys did a really good job, so. Thanks, man. And I actually got the drops popping, so, you know. <laughs> Maybe we could actually give John a week off for once. How about that? <laughs> Thanks for being hey, here, John. You, you even got a few things over on me, so, I mean, uh, you got to teach me a few things now. Hey, we'll have to talk about it, bro. Be blessed. We'll talk to you. All right, so before we go, we're going to go ahead and play that clip because this is the Wrestle Talk Podcast. This is our shit, and we do what the hell we want to do. You want to listen to Max Castro Freestyle? <laughs> yeah! Yeah! Yes. the shit? All right, all right, let's play it. All right, guys, thank you guys for being here for episode 358 of the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Thank you uh, to those that stuck out, uh, stuck it out from beginning to end. Shout out to everybody from every state. I believe we had New York in the house, Florida in the house, Missouri in the house, Virginia in the house, West Virginia in the house, Maryland in the house. We had Peru in the house. We had Mexico in the house, Kansas, Missouri, and Illinois. I think I'm up to like a lot. 
<laughs> Great show, Joey. Let's go and hit the clip and close out tonight's show. And boom, baby. Parental advisory is almost safe. Ready? Let's do it. Mental health like Simone Biles. But something gonna pay the cost. I'ma treat those bitches like Duke Lacrosse. The blondes say they the best, but those dudes are faker than a PCR test. And what's that smell here in North Carolina? Oh, wait, that's Julius. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> wow! You're pulling off the best thing you got going. For two months to appease a bunch of whiny crybabies on Twitter. Max Caster is the fucking goat. I don't care what nobody says. <laughs> Thank you guys for having a sense of humor and joining us for another episode of the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Joey, when the massive legend comes back, I think you're going to be in big trouble. I think he's going to want his revenge. Hey, if I'm not scared of Cahagas, I'm not scared of the massive legend. <laughs> You're a badass, Joey, at least in my book. All right, y'all, we love you. Have a great night. We will catch y'all next week for episode 359 of the Wrestle Talk podcast. And by the way, Dick Douglas is coming. <laughs> we got a bunch of great stuff coming up for y'all, including Wrestle Madness 3. Good night. Peace. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.